hard times are, daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. He's got a puke. A little bit of the bubbly. with another episode of the Go Home Show. I'm Jordan. I'm here with my boy, Nick. What's up, guys? Last week was our first episode, and we got a, some good feedback, so I appreciate everybody who took the chance to listen. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate all the positive feedback, all the reposts. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely very appreciated. I guess definitely. we'll just hop right into it. With uh, There was some interesting news this week. Did you watch? get a chance to watch Being the Elite? Or hear I anything saw about it? the... I did hear about it. You know, I talked to you about it a little bit. I saw on Dynamite the uh, trailer, the promo for what was going to go on. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch the end, though. Well, the which end you, was the most you, important you part. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what you sent me. I saw that. So basically, at the end, at the beginning, they were just sitting there talking, chatting, and they look up in the sky. And it was like, oh, what's that? But then it cuts to the title sequence. So it's like a cliffhanger type thing. Gotcha. And at the end of the episode, Matt and Nick and uh, Brandon Cutler are looking up into the sky and they see clouds that say FTR. Ooh. So I guess that's pretty much confirmation that. Isn't that what happened with Matt Hardy too before he actually showed up? Did they hint? Sort of, yeah. Well, like he was doing the free delete series on YouTube. And right on one episode, the end of being the elite, they got a call and it was the... All you saw on the, the uh, phone was the area code, and it was a North Carolina area code. Dead giveaway. The Hardy compound. Yeah, exactly. And then the book showed up on his series, and that's how everybody, like, oh, I guess it's going to happen. Does he still do that regularly? No, they, it was, I think that, that episode that the book showed up on where was the last episode of it, I think. Okay. Yeah, I guess the revival are coming to, I guess, the revolt as they're going by now. Right. Going to AEW, seems like. I hope so. I know you're hoping for it too. Yeah, they they've been setting up that match with the Young Bucks for like three years, <laughs> so it's gonna be a big payoff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, Kane Velasquez, Gerald Briscoe, and Curtis Axel also all got released by WWE this week. Gerald Briscoe, the Stooges are no more. <laughs> exactly, it's crazy. He's been there. It's for unfortunate. Forever. That's what's fucked up is these guys who've been there for since me and you probably been watching. Mike, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike Kyoto, Mike Kyoto got let go. Yeah, it's God. crazy. Mike Kyoto hit the people's elbow. <laughs> you remember that? He got he got a pop. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Especially Kane Velasquez, they just signed him. Like yeah, he had what? Big money he had deal. one. He only had the Saudi Arabia match, and that was it against Lesnar. Yeah, like what forty which seconds? Was a squash. Yeah. yeah. Did you catch the match he had in AAA? I did not. It was a six-man with like him. I think Cody was in it. Black Tuggles was in it. Is that the one? Was that the match that had uh, on the other side? It was like, or no, did he show up at the end? Or he showed up at the beginning? No, he was in the match. It was booked for the match. It was him, wow. Cody, okay. and uh, I can't remember who their partner was, but I'm pretty sure they went against Black Tuggles. Uh, crazy. Other people. Was it a Psycho Clown? Psycho Clown. That's who his partner was. Yep. 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 But he was Ooh. good. <laughs> Velasquez, he could go, so I don't know. Kind of makes up. He can go in real life, so I'd imagine he can go 
in the ring. He wasn't even doing like MMA style though. He was doing like lucha style stuff. He did like a oh, wow. like a springboard. He's a big boy. Yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> he had a mask on and everything too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But uh yeah, I guess there wasn't really too much news, but those two things right there are pretty especially the, the revolt most likely coming to AEW. That's got me excited. When do you think they'll debut if they do? I'm kind of torn. Double or nothing, I could see, but I don't know what the Bucks are doing there. So I, I assume if they come in, it's going to be to combat the Bucks immediately. Right. So I don't know. Or do you think they wait till the crowds come back to do something like that? I don't think anybody could wait for any. Like, I don't think you could true. hold plans off for crowds coming back because nobody knows that's when that's going to happen. Even though, yeah. actually, there was some news about that. Did you see the things in Florida? Yeah, they, they got told that. It was a. I mean, I I saw they announced that WWE was deemed essential. Yeah, that was like a week or two ago. But this week, the governor or somebody over there, he said that um, live sports can have up to t- or twenty five percent of a venue's capacity in. Okay. With like a crowd, so I guess technically they could have a crowd coming soon, but I don't think they'll do that. It just doesn't seem like. Is AEW in Florida or Georgia? I think they're going back to Daly's place, which is the in Jacksonville. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because the uh, past three or four weeks, I know we're taped at the um, Nightmare Factory, right? The Cody uh, and QT Marshall run, QT but, Marshall. Yeah, I don't know what it is, Marshall and Marshall. They say it different every time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, yeah, I guess they're going back to Jacksonville for next week or the next two weeks and. Double or nothing for what I saw. So, hmm. who knows, man? Who knows? Right. Hoping for the best. Yeah, definitely. But um, moving on, did you catch Raw this week? I did. It was good. It was a good Raw. I thought yeah, it was definitely. Um, the first match was really fun. I thought the uh, six man, six man tag. Yeah, it was uh, Zelina <laughs> Vega's kind of team that she's got yeah, right now that uh, she's managing. Austin Theory, Angel Garza, and, and Andrade. They're doing like a Los Ingrenables stable type thing. Cause yep. Obviously, Andrade was one of the main people who started it down in Mexico. So they're doing the whole Tranquilo gimmick. And then they went against Apollo Crews, Aleister Black, and Rey Mysterio. And that was That's a, a hell fun of a team. match. Yeah. And Apollo Crews getting a hell of a push. Yeah, we'll he talk is. About that well, more as the raw <laughs> review goes on. Yeah, definitely. Um, the match was fun. It was like 25 minutes, it seemed like. Yeah, it went it, on for a couple commercial breaks. Yeah, and Apollo got the win over Andrade, which <laughs> surprised me. champ, right. Yeah, and then after they had that segment in the back where uh, Andrade was having the promo. <laughs> Dude, Smacked the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. Apollo, Apollo. Cruz. He said, that's open hand slap. What you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Dr. D. David Schultz style. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he slapped taste out of that man's mouth it was yes, crazy he did. yes he did the announcers heard it um, yeah. i thought the match was great is Zelina, i mean this is off uh topic is Zelina vega and alistair black still are they still together yeah they're married oh they're married okay yeah makes sense yeah which is yeah. funny because they've been on tv together like opposite of each other for the past few weeks and it's just been pretty entertaining to see because like they, all... they obviously don't mention it on tv but it's just entertaining to see the little interplay right. between them and all three guys on the babyface team, Mysterio, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, they're all in the Money in the Bank match, right? 
Yeah, well, <laughs> they were at least <laughs> by the t- when the time this match happened. So right, 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 right. But after the slap, like that set up a title match for Andrade and uh, Cruz by the end of the night, and that. Yep. I guess we'll talk about that later on, but after that, they had the Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Riot match last week. Did you did you see their match last week? I did. I kind of was in and out. Okay. Um, I thought this. I thought this week was better than last for sure. It was. I love Liv Morgan. Her finisher that like, I don't even know how to describe it. She has like a springboard set out flatliner, but she sits on the middle rope as she does it. Right. It's crazy. She's gotten a lot better than when she first started, in my opinion. Yes, hundred percent. She come. She came back uh, reinvented, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been uphill ever since. I definitely. Think. Yeah, she beat Ruby Riot two weeks in a row. So, shout out Ruby Riot, fellow, yeah. fellow Hoosier from Indiana, South Bend. Yeah, she used to work uh, AAW in Chicago a lot. That's she, right. Do you know the banners they have up? The uh, Hall of Fame esque banners. She's one of those. With, uh, Seth Rollins and her. Yeah, she's up there. Yeah. Yeah, Champa's up there. Uh, Jim Lynham, he was the uh, owner. He's yep. up there. I think Gargano might be up there too. I'm not sure. I think so. But yeah, moving on. Uh, Jinder Mahal came back, <laughs> former WWE champion. <laughs> the Stuart modern Mahal, day. He's back. <laughs> the modern day Maharaja. <laughs> and and he, he squashed the fuck out yeah. Tazawa, definitely. Which is crazy because Tazawa's in the Cruiserweight title tournament. Right. He's, <laughs> but he's getting squashed on Monday. <laughs> he got too ahead of himself. He got, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy but yeah Jinder Mahal's back I guess we'll see where that goes so do you think do you predict a 3MB rivalry maybe going on if McIntyre retains at Money in the Bank against that, Rollins honestly I think that'd be cool because yeah definitely Jinder's run was as Tampa was kind of cool like it, I it worked it. yeah it was surprising didn't he win it on like a Smackdown a Smackdown or? he beat Randy Orton that's right it, it was random but <laughs> I think him and Drew definitely they had so much time working together. I think they could have a good run, good feud. Especially with the the way their careers have gone, both of them. Yeah, they're kind of parallel. Parallel. They both left and came back completely jacked. Completely jacked. GHB baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that'd be kind of cool. Definitely. I I think going back to Selena Vegas, these past like few weeks of the no crowd show she's been shining a lot on the mic at she they've been getting a lot of time great mouthpiece and i don't know if there's much competition as far as other managers i can't really think of any offhand i mean if it unless is. you want to count george cassidy he's more of a mascot than he is really a and manager i think he's the best wrestler on the planet I'm talking <laughs> <He's>, about. <laughs> <laughs> what am i saying but uh yeah i think she's but she's the best manager I, in the business I think easily I think. right now. I don't who uh, I mean at least on TV right Paul now. Paul Heyman. Paul K okay, Paul Heyman, yeah, he's he's an advocate, he's not a manager. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> nah, he's he's for sure a manager, but I think Zelina Vega's like probably besides Heyman, the best in the business right now. Yes. She's great. Then moving on after that, they had the uh, U.S. title match as we were talking about before, and that match was awesome. Apollo Great Crews, match. I don't understand how just now, after he's been signed for, like, what, five years, <laughs> are they finally giving him a push? He's great. And then kind of turn around and, I don't know, not squa- not squashing him, obviously, but kind of putting... Uh, Sweeping the rug out from under him. Exactly. It's 
they had the great match and then <laughs> he does like a moonsault thing and tweaks his knee and now he's it was a goofy finish did you what yeah, did you think it, was, it wasn't goofy it was just not the best but i guess maybe that was the intention of us not to yeah but like for us to know. get uh, uh behind him and all of a sudden now he yeah. The underdog story i guess i guess yeah but i i well i guess that's true because during the match it's like oh wow is he, is he gonna win money in the bank because like he was right <laughs> he, but he at the a... same time not an underdog story but um it's his career's been an underdog story ever since he came up from nxt yeah though. exactly they haven't given him anything to run with and then, then they do and then they do an injury angle right. but yeah that being said he's now out of money in the bank so who took his place I don't think they've said. I'm. I'm assuming he's going to be Andrade. I think he's some somebody in that stable at least because they've been like the main focus of the TV for the past right. few weeks. So, I guess we'll see. That'll be interesting. I'm kind of. I'm very intrigued for what they're doing with Money in the Bank because on SmackDown, I don't know if you heard they said Daniel Bryan had a promo and he said that, that both matches are having at the same time the men and the women's. That's weird. I wonder how they're going to do that. I have are no they... idea. So, I no think somebody say Nia Jax is going to catch in on uh, McIntyre and win it. <laughs> That'd be some heat. There you go. <laughs> She'd get booed out of the building, even with no crowd. That <laughs> That's white hot heat, brother. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really interesting how they do that because I just can't imagine how it's going to look unless they're going to just cut back and forth between the matches happening in different parts of the office, which I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I saw Daniel Bryan was hinting at like, what kind of, what are they, what kind of shenanigans are they going to get into yeah. during the match? And who knows? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. You think Vince makes an appearance? Cause you know, in his office, I hope they, I hope he drags who's in the match. I hope Daniel Bryan throws him off the roof. <laughs> I hope he brings a uh, Baron Corbin into the, into his office and makes him puke. He, he's gonna puke. I'm gonna puke if I have to watch any more uh, Vince promos from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was kind of. I don't know. What that was that was kind of interesting. <laughs> We're live, pal. Yeah. He said, "This sucks. Turn the lights off." <laughs> Good thing, boss. It was yeah. funny. So. Yeah. It was funny though. Yeah, it was goofy for sure. <laughs> but going back to Raw after the um. U.S. title match, they had uh, Ricochet and Cedric, who are teaming now. They went against that team, uh, what are they called, Everrise? They're just like the Quebecers of NXT, I guess. They just have the little Quebec symbol on their tights, and it was basically just a showcase match for said Ricochet. That's what I'm calling them. They don't got a name yet, so I'm calling them said, Rich- said Ricochet. That's probably what it'll be. More, Yeah, probably. I saw Cedric tweet something calling them uh, Two Fly Crew, which is kind of cool. That's dope. So, but yeah, I think they're a really good tag team. I think Ricochet's got nowhere to go but up from. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who, who was what was the guy's name that that he lost to? He was a twenty four seven champ? He Mojo was. Rally. No, it no, wasn't not, Mojo no, Rally. it was um uh, NXT dude. Uh, yeah. what was his name? I can't think of it. See, if we don't remember. Then that's bad. That, that's bad. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. He's beating Ricochet. Cedric Moss. No, Riddick Moss. That's his name. Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, yeah, he beat him. Unfortunately, because <laughs> he, he, he deserves better. <laughs> or no, Gronk beat 
I think he beat Truth actually. But regardless, yeah, yeah. Ricochet. For a few weeks there, that they didn't know what to do with them. But I think this teaming with Cedric is actually a really good idea. Yeah, Cedric did this crazy thing where he—I don't even know how to describe it. He did like the magic killer on both people. Like he knocked the one dude where he was kneeling, and he put his teammate on his shoulders and did the magic killer from it. It was crazy. Oh wow, he's always doing. So- he's very innovative. I mean, they both yeah. are. That's probably why they put them together. Obviously, but yeah, they're a really good team. I hope. I want to see it like a match with them in the War Raiders. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think it'll end up if they even if they ever do get the belts. I think it might end up being like a not a TLC, but maybe a four way tag match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street Profits, a War Raiders. Them. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Who else? Or they'll probably do that. Um, the team that MVT MVP's managing now. The uh, what's his name? Shane Thorne and uh, Brendan Vink. Yes, that before they were TM13, now there's something else. Oh, really? No, no, no. Shane Thorne was in that TM13. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before. Brendan Vink. Okay, just, see, I'm not familiar with him. He's that guy who, when we went to that Evolve show, when you were walking in, he was the dude who had the loudest chop I've ever heard. Do you remember that? That nasty chop? I remember the Evolve show. I don't know what does he what does he look like. Give me a quick like quick. the like the big built. I think he's Aust- he's I think he might be Australian because that's where Shane Thorne's from. Okay, but he at the end of that show, he actually came out and confronted uh, Josh Briggs. Yes. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yep. he, he's who's teaming with uh, Shane Thorne now. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. A, I think the promo package was after this Cedric and Ricochet match, actually. Okay. So yeah, I could see that might be the fourth team. Um, who else? I don't think Ross tag team division is kind of light right now. I think that's why they put Seth and Ricochet together. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't think there's much else. But the last segment they had on Raw was the uh, contract signing between Rollins and McIntyre. Yeah, it ended just like you think you yeah. thought it would. <laughs> yeah. Pretty standard stuff. Pretty, but nothing bad. Not bad. It was just standard pro wrestling contract signing yeah I, th- I think they should have a good match though money in the bank i think so too i think i mean R- rollins never really has a bad match necessarily yeah, he's, he's a great worker and mcintyre's on top for sure i think when people come start coming back to shows he's gonna be I so he'll be over yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think it was it was a good episode overall and i think that contract signing was a decent way to end it it wasn't yeah it was a good show and then, you want to finish with your best foot, you know, your yeah, main exactly. Event, yeah, the biggest stars on the show, I guess. But moving on, Tuesday night, Impact had their Rebellion Night 2. We talked about night one last week. They started off with a really, really fun uh, six-man X Division match. It was Chris Bay, who they just signed, who I think is a great signing for them. I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Bay at all. I am not. He's, he can, he's really good. He's like a fast... X Division style worker. He's really gotcha. good. He went against uh, Suicide, which I don't know who's under that mask now. Because I know for a little bit, I th- thought it was Kazarian for a little bit, I think. I Randy thought it was, was too. I thought that's who it was. I didn't know that. And then I know TJP fans. was under the match mask. I think they've had like 15 people under the mask. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they, uh, the third, it was a four-way, not a six-way, actually. Um, Trey Miguel was also in the mask match of the Rascals which yep. that's one of my favorite tag teams or trios. They always have a good, every time we've seen them live they're, or on 
TV, anyway, they've always been great. They're so good. And then they had uh, Ro- Rohit Raju. I know him as Hakeem Zayn in AAW. He he was in the match too. And I think, I don't know, the gimmick they have him doing in Impact, I think his stuff in AAW is so much better because he's currently the AAW Heritage Champion. He was the... He came. Uh, we saw him at Evolve or AAW. AAW. He came out with the huge... Not a manager, but he came out with this other guy. Was yeah, that's AAW. Yeah. Okay. That that's a um, what's that dude's Great name? Deal. Yeah, he is. He, he can talk too. He says, uh, "Oh, there's one line he had, and it popped me." He said, "Uh, my mother calls me son because I shine like one." And I was like, "Oh, that's oh. good. <laughs> that's good." <laughs> but yeah, this match was cool. Uh, Chris Bay ended up getting the win. It was cool. X division match. Kind of. They had. <laughs> it was more like a indie scramble type thing. Okay. But it was fun. It was cool. Then after that, uh, (laughs) Joseph P. Ryan, as he's going by now. (laughs) Yeah, because he's doing the the PC cancel culture thing. With um, Katie Forbes or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) He beat uh, Cousin Jake, who who we both know is Jake something. Yep. And that Jake something. In a few years, he's about to be be that dude because he's already great. But I think once he gets a little bit more like recognition he's gonna be that dude because he has a good look too he's he's a he big dude <laughs> he's got that him and josh briggs both i think yeah oh definitely definitely yeah they both have similar looks and we'll both be that dude someday i'm sure yeah definitely but uh joey ryan beat him with like a roll up using the ropes for leverage classic heel move <laughs> classic i guess they're doing a rematch next week so i guess i'll we'll talk about that next week We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, Jake something gets the win because I love Jake something. Joey Ryan's yeah. cool too, but Jake something's that dude. Then after that, they had a like a pretty pretty crazy uh, full metal mayhem match, which is just like a weapons like a metal me- weapons match. Okay, it was Jessica Havoc and Rosemary. Oh, they was, beat the hell out of each other. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Rosemary ended up getting the win on that because she got a leg pipe and. Smacked nope. havoc in the mouth with it. <laughs> Her one weakness is a lead pipe to the head. <laughs> Probably be mine too. <laughs> it was a fun match. That I think Jessica Havoc's really good in that style of match. She's in the hardcore. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then after that, the, the main event segment was kind of interesting to me because obviously Tessa Blanchard's still the world Impact World Title holder. And she's stuck in Mexico right now, I guess, because she, she's dating a Daga, and he lives down there. And I guess she was down there where the whole quarantine stuff happened, so she couldn't get back over the border. Okay. So Elgin comes out, Michael Elgin comes out and cuts a promo because he was supposed to have a world title shot on Rebellion before all this stuff happened. And he's like, well, Tessa's not here. And Eddie Edwards, who was also in the triple threat match, isn't here. So that means I'm the champion, right? And then <laughs> the lights go out. And this man Moose's theme hits. Oh! <laughs> and Moose comes out wearing like Ultimate Warrior gear. <laughs> what? It's like Ultimate Warrior tribute gear. Oh, okay. But That's he's, weird. <laughs> but he's it's wearing random. A, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a robe. He undo <laughs> does the robe. <laughs> he's wearing the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. What? <laughs> yeah. So they just gave it to like it just here. We can put it on Moose. No, <laughs> he just had it. Like it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they had a match. Well, after that, after that, Moose cuts a promo, and then Hernandez comes out, 
Oh, Hernan- shit. Like LAX Hernandez. Right, 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 right. And I guess they have a triple threat match, which is for the TNA title, but not for the TNA title because it's because commentary was saying like he just has that. That's not he's not really a champion. He just has it. So I don't know, but I guess so they, did they say that she forfeited it or he just got a hold of it? Well, no, like he had the TNA title. Tess is the Impact champion, like the old TNA title. Oh, yeah, oh, fuck, <laughs> exactly. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So. This sounds like a uh, an impact TNA, you <laughs> yeah. know, main event. But it was a decent hot fight match. They were going crazy. Hernandez, All big guys hit, too. Yeah, Hernandez hit his uh, the supermax dive. He did like, the Undertaker tope. <laughs> oh, it was cool. It was a fun match. He's got to be up there too in age. Hernandez. Would, yeah, he definitely has to be because what when LAX that version of LAX was in their prime was what ten years ago. And then he was still he was already in TNA before that, right? I think so, yeah. Before so LAX, yeah. It's crazy. But Moose won the match. I, I think that would make him the number one contender, you would think. But he retained the belt. Yeah, he, he's still TNA heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting show, though. Impact's entertaining. They got some good workers there. They, they've got a lot of, like, a good roster of people who I'm a big fan of, especially the Rascals. Those are, like, yeah. three of the Rascals. most underrated dudes on the indies right now, I think. Well, I guess. And they're an impact, so they're not on the indies. But when I see them, they're on the indies mostly. Right, they're both. I'm sure they're doing both. Yeah, 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 definitely. They've had, they've been the PWG tag titles for or tag champions for I think two years. So, shout out to them. They deserve it. The other really entertaining thing that was on Tuesday night was uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Dr. D. David Schultz, and I know you caught that because we've talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, started off. Yeah, I love Dark Side of the Ring. Every episode, even if I have no idea, because we did, they did Dino yeah. Bravo, and I have no idea. I I, I kind of knew about him, but yeah, definitely. Every episode is great. It's like infotainment. It's kind of like a documentary. It's kind of like infotainment. And going into this, I knew about Dr. D. David Schultz. I knew he smacked the fuck out of John Stossel for being <laughs> yep. a smart mouth. And that's pretty much it. And there was so much more that I did. So know. much. And this dude, right away, he you know he started. He came from. He was trained by a guy who was around when wrestling, basically professional wrestling, took on what we know of it today, the birth of professional wrestling. Yeah. And he was trained by this guy, a guy who was old, so old school, would take a shit, pick the <laughs> shit up, and rub it under his armpit. Yeah. So when he locked up with the guy, he'd put him in a headlock right away. What the fuck? You know, like, when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's that's stinky heat, brother." <laughs> Straight up, you know who that dude reminded me of? You know that movie, Ready to Rumble? Yes. Yep. The, with the, uh, with uh, the dude who trained uh, Jimmy King to come back, Sal Bantini, or whatever his name was. Yeah, that's who he reminded <laughs> old, me of. Yeah, salty old bastard. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Doctor uh, Sh- uh, David Schultz came from that. That era, he was trained by that kind of guy. Yep. Uh, he wrestled in NWA. He wrestled, you know, Southern all the territories. All the territories. Yep. And then eventually, him and Hogan started becoming friends and had a rivalry. And then they both got called up to WWF, as we know. And then and from there, Hogan starts to be the the major babyface of the WWF. So him and Schultz are supposed to, supposed to have a decently long program because everybody said back then that Schultz was just like the perfect heel to match Hogan. 
Right. You have and, the ultimate baby face and the ultimate heel. Yeah, exactly. And then they have this all this going on. And then on the other side of the country where uh, I guess maybe not the other side of the country because they were in Stanford at that time, right? So Yeah, they were in WWF at that point. Yeah. So Stossel, John Stossel, he was a ABC reporter, I think it was. Yep, for 2020. He was kind of a Barbara Walters uh, expose, you know. Yeah. He would interview crooked businessmen or uh, cigarette uh, industry people, that type of shit. Geraldo yeah. Herrera, Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, uh, that type of guy. You are familiar with him. Yeah. So he, at that same time, he's starting to build up his, I guess, his desire to go after the pro wrestling business. So he, as that's happening, is also when Schultz gets into the WWF and he's starting to make his rounds around there. Right. But then I guess this all comes to a head. Not comes to a head, but it starts to come to a head when Stossel meets this guy named Eddie Mansfield. Right. Who was in kind of in I think in this lower territory, kind of an unknown guy. And yeah. he had a falling out. And I know in the in the episode he tried to make it seem like, oh, the boys need to be protected. The boy the wrestlers need four oh one K. They need to unionize, which I agree. Yeah, but, but that's he I hid behind that. I because think that was after booked. the fact. I yeah, I think there was just nobody wanted to book him, so he was like, "Oh, the reason they want to book me is because I'm going for this." But that was after they already didn't want to book him. Yes. So Agreed. he was he was just bitter from what I saw and just wanted to get back into the wrestling business. And he sold out the wrestling business. John Stossel interviewed him. He showed him all the Everything. secrets. You know, and this is this is at a point where people believe wrestling is real it, yeah. still and they're portraying it to be real exactly and he gives them the whole shebang how they do it how they do the moves even so much as how they bleed which yeah. as wrestling fans we know they take razor blades cut it hide it in their mouth hide it in their wrist hand, you know wrist and they'll cut themselves nick themselves in the head Start and they'll bleed yep but that that's was... old school brother <laughs> Dustin Rose did a little bit of that on that dynamite, I think. <laughs> a little, oh, Dustin Rose, yeah, he might have. Easy wear the hard way, like Jim Cornette said. Yeah, that's true. But um, going on from there, Stossel just once he finds all this out, he's on like a bloodthirsty hunt to get more information and to expose them for whatever reason. I just, I that dude just he deserved exactly what happened 100% <laughs> he deserved to get the fucking shit smacked out of him <laughs> and he did so they uh i guess they reached out to Vince and told them that they wanted to come to Madison Square Garden for a show and they show up and <laughs> Vince tells uh Dr. D he's like hey there's a supporter here he's trying to expose the business goddamn pal <laughs> go out there full Dr. D mode and show him what's up which is what from uh schultz's account that's what vince told him to do and <laughs> and we know that's how that's how, i mean just from, sounds, i mean what what do I, what do i know but from the stories and things that i've heard yeah and what we know about vince that sounds like exactly something vince would say at the time so i guess stalso had talked to a few guys before i think he said the iron Sheik. yep and then one more guy before schultz and then schultz comes out <laughs> Fully, I think Schultz seems like he was a big dude, like a pretty tall dude. Yeah, and, he was at least. I mean, he was definitely taller than Stossel. Yeah, definitely. And if he's going against Hogan, he can't be. And Hogan's what six 
three, six, yeah, four. that's true. Yeah, that's, that's definitely can't true. be much shorter than than that. So he uh he walks up to Stossel, and Stossel just immediately is like, "Well, I have a question for you. I'm just gonna come out and say it." He's like, "Oh yeah," and and then big intercut between the video with <laughs> Schultz saying, "All right, he he's starting to he's starting to rev up on me. I'm ready for it." And then before the slap happens. <laughs> They play uh, Stossel saying, well, I think this is fake. And it, and it goes back to present day Schultz. He's like, well, Dr. D, Dr. D would have slapped the hell out of him. So, and it goes That's back to Schultz did. slap and it is Smacked brutal. the fuck out of him. <laughs> he gets. Dropped him. Yeah, he, he drops him twice because then he goes back to Schultz back after the first slap. He's like, my granddad always told me. If you hit a man and he gets back up, you got to hit him again because he's going to hurt you. And he got back <laughs> up. He didn't sell it. He knows sold it, so he got the slap. Stossel sold it, but not well enough. Yeah, he got back up, and he just got popped again. And after that, he crawled away. <laughs> he crawled away. He learned his lesson. But what kills me is what you said. Vince comes to him, you know, goddamn, pal, uh, this guy, Stossel's coming. We got to, you know, Dr. D's got to tell him what's up, okay? Goddamn. And <laughs> So then he smacks him, and what they don't show is in the in the full video in the 2020 report, yeah. Stossel, or Stossel gets smacked. Then you hear Vince in the background like, you know, David, what the hell are you doing? You know, trying to like, <laughs> like what? You just told the dude to fucking smack him, or, you know, pretty much to smack him if he, yeah. if he started know, talking crazy. Business. Exactly. I don't know. It, the whole story's crazy. But what, one thing I thought was crazy is after that slap happened, he goes out to Madison Square Garden and he wrestles Antonio Inoki. Nuts. <laughs> insane. Nuts. A legend. What an insane night. Two legends. <laughs> Straight up. And then Inoki would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah. Inokiism does that in the ring. Right. <laughs> That's his whole Inokiism is his whole theory that <laughs> if you want to get something over on somebody, you got, you got to actually do it. Right. So. I don't know. It's just, I think that's just the perfect person for him to go out and wrestle after that happens. I think that's yes. so funny. <laughs> it's fitting. Yeah, very fitting. And then I guess after the match, he comes to the back and Vince is just like, yeah, you just got to get out of here. Go, don't even shower. Just go straight home to the hotel. And he does. And I guess he's getting major heat because uh, Stossel's talking about lawsuits and all that. Yep. And then Vince sends him to Japan to get the heat off, I guess. <laughs> And when he's in Japan, the Japanese promoter was like, "We got to do, <laughs> we got to do this angle." Right? They wanted to keep the heat moving over yeah. to Japan. He said, "You got to smack a report." He's like, "I'm not smacking anybody unless you write it down." Yeah, and he did. And they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> they completely backfired on Vince. Vince sends him over there so people forget. Right? They do the same thing over there, <laughs> not making him look good. Stossel also is saying, "Oh, my eardrum got busted. My eardrum, yeah, this, this stuff." Look at the video, and like, St- and like cheek. Schultz said, he smacked him in the head, smacked him in the cheek, and hit him in the ear. It's yeah, he's just trying to collect a check, which he did. So here in the WWF, baby. <laughs> so later on, after all this happens, Schultz goes back to the states and he tries to figure out what's happening and. I guess for a little bit, he's good. It seemed like he was still back yeah. working again. He's back working, but the Stossel lawsuit wasn't going away. Yeah, they were still exactly. pursuing McMahon. And McMahon gets the you know, the lawsuit paperwork. Yeah. Schultz isn't mentioned in it. Yep. Only McMahon is. Yeah. Then that, they didn't like that. That's where the, I think that's where the heat on Schultz mostly came. That's what it seemed to me, at least. 
yeah, that's where it started for sure. But like they mentioned in the episode, if it wasn't that, Schultz was just too... It was, if it wasn't that, he would have found something else. else. And it, they show that it, it kind of gets to that point. Yeah, but with the Mr. T stuff, so basically, what is it? Well, when they start WrestleMania up, 1. Yeah, when they start setting up for WrestleMania 1, Mr. T comes in and he's having the program with Hogan. They're about to team again. Or what was the match? Well, it was Piper against Mr. T. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Hogan was kind of training Mr. T. Yeah, exactly. Kinda, exactly. And then... I guess uh, Schultz didn't like the fact that they brought in a celebrity to do a job that should, that he thought a wrestler should do. Yeah, because that's why they brought him in, because of his rivalry in the territories with Hogan was so great. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, where's my spot in WrestleMania and all this? And he gets, I guess, there's something that happens in the back with him and Mr. T where it ends with, uh, was it Bruce Pritchard? Or who was it? It was, I believe, T, uh, Strongbow. I yeah, think yeah, the talent, talent yeah. and he told him he, Mr. McMahon says he doesn't want you bothering Mr. T and he's like I'm just talking to him and he's like yeah. well I'm supposed to fire you he goes alright well then fire me so they fired him and then I guess there's a few different sides to that story where what happens after that so I guess he goes to ringside to talk to Chief J I think it was Jay Strongwell sitting next to Mr. T front row yes and then Hogan says so slapped Mr. T Schultz says they just talked and then cops grabbed him. It's very interesting. Which situation. is weird because you know, why would the why would they act so why would they act so crazy exactly exactly if he was just talking to him? I think Schultz was kind of downplaying it in the episode. I think there was a little bit more of an interaction. Obviously he was nobody would have noticed if he was just talking, yeah. but if you're making a scene, people are gonna notice. I think it was a little bit I don't know if he actually slapped him. I think it's somewhere in between where he was getting kind of heated with it. Yeah, I don't know if you're where... just going to fucking smack Mr. T like Jack Stossel and <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's not going to do anything back. Exactly. At that point. Yeah, Mr. T was Jack back then. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He was going to use... He fought Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, pal. Goddamn. Yeah, that's true. But I guess that seems like it was basically the nail in the coffin for Schultz and the WWE or yep. WWF at the time. The WWF, brother. <laughs> but what's funny is they mentioned that Hogan chokes out a TV host on live TV and dropped him on his fucking head. Shit. Like put him in a, he puts him in a, in a, like choke a side hold. headlock type thing. Yes. But and like, he's he just, out. Yeah. And, and then the dropped dude him falls like a sack of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and just smacks his head. And then nothing happens to Hogan. Nothing. Didn't <laughs> like, touch him. But I guess that's just the first instance of Hogan getting off with things of he shouldn't. Of course. So after that, uh, Schultz becomes a bounty hunter, which is sick. <laughs> <laughs> this man's crazy. <laughs> He's out here with a shotgun. <laughs> Either join the mafia or you become a hitman or uh yeah, bounty bounty hunter. Yeah, I guess so. He <laughs> I would love to see like dog the bounty hunter but is dr d david schultz that's <laughs> he kind of had a promo there he's doing yeah. like a commercial and he was saying um he was saying i'm coming to a, a living room near you yeah I'm coming. don't worry i'll be there soon and scary i, would, I mean I would love it he's the no. perfect bounty hunter yeah literally yeah <laughs> that was a really entertaining episode though and then next week it's the uh owner of the uwf uh yep i think what's his name herb Abrams. Herb Abrams, yep. Yeah, I, I don't know much about that at all. 
all I know is he was really he was just coked up. He was a cokehead. He got money. He had he had money to start a wrestling company. Okay, and he kind of just was. He was like a more crazy Paul Heyman, from what I okay. know. That's all I know, really. And I know that McFoley and him had a relationship of some kind. It sounds like going to be an interesting episode. From like the little trailer they showed, he looked like he was going crazy. So yeah, <laughs> so it'll be an entertaining episode next week. I'm excited to see that one. Moving on from Tuesday to Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. I guess we'll talk about that first. And that was a really fun show. I They started off again with Cody and uh, Darby hype video. I, I love the way they've been starting off their episodes with the uh, like vignette hype segment things to sort of set the scene for the episode. Yeah, because they before they were kind of starting, uh, the couple of times they were starting with Jake the Snake talking about yeah. Archer. And last week we had Cody in the Matrix kind of computer yeah. <laughs> thing. Now we ha- and then this week we got Cody setting up the Darby Allen match, kind of the show on the history between yeah, the two. Yeah, exactly. Of them. Yeah, it was. I there. I think AEW has some of the best video production right now, like with like vignettes and yes, all that stuff. They're so good at that stuff. That's like one of their strongest points, in my opinion. Yeah, whoever they hired on to do that, I don't know who it is. It's great. You're killing it, yeah. I don't know if it's Cody or who whoever's doing it, it's killing it for sure. It started so after that they started off the show with the Darby and Cody match, and I thought this match ruled. I thought it was yes. awesome. I I don't think Darby Allen can have a bad match at this point. Honestly. And likewise with Cody. <laughs> yeah, same. It's yep. they're great. So they started off like doing a lot of limb work on each other with well, mostly Cody to start with, I would think. I would say at least. And then Darby kind of gets his fire segment. He, they had the thing outside where uh, Cody's talking to Brandy and Darby runs at him to try to do like the running coffin drop thing. Yep. And he just and he, nails Brandy. <laughs> he nailed, she took a hard bump. Yeah, he nailed her. But I don't know if you caught this, but when they showed the replay, I caught it. So the when Cody moved, he kind of like pushes Darby into Brandy. Hmm. Do you think and, that was just him reacting, or do you think that's going towards something? I think it, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be that, but I think it could be a really cool thing if, like, if they end up going down the road of, like, a heel Cody, that could be, like, one of the, if they slow that down in, like, a segment where somebody's talking, trying to right. show examples of him being starting. I think that'd be a, a cool way to plant the first seed because that MJF back in before their match, he was saying how Cody's the true heel. That would be. like some long-term booking that'd be crazy just to bring that back like look what you did to your wife yeah and even at the end it kind of seems i guess we'll talk about it but with the thing with dustin and the towel as when he pulled the towel away from qt it i think there's two ways you could take that i guess we'll talk about that later though i could i want to go deeper into that but right going back to the match uh darby hit cody with the crossroads which was cool to see yeah, and uh, Cody, I think, likewise hit him with the coffin, coffin drop. drop. Well, he tried. Went for it, yeah. But got, got the knees, knees up. up, which is a cool callback to that match they had on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, That's how Cody won in that match. And then Car- Cody, or Darby, goes up top again later in the match and hits, hits the coffin drop on Cody. But Cody kind of, like, redistributes the weight rolling over, and that was the finish that Darby had his – shoulders down and didn't know and i thought that was a really really good way to end the match without darby looking too like weak i think yeah and i agree i think 
I'm not normally like I said before with um, Raw that kind of goofy finishes. And that one's not goofy, but the Andrade and yeah. Apollo Crews match kind of ended kind of weird. And this one kind of did too, but, it, you know, the quick roll-up pin, one, two, three. Uh, normally with a heel, it'd be like grabbing the tights. Yeah. But I, I, was, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the finish. I thought it was a great match. Uh, they, book, they can both sell their ass off. Which yeah, definitely. Clearly, um, they did. But, yeah, it was a great match. False I, finishes, not too many, but not, you know. Exactly. I think they're doing a cool, like, something really cool with this Cody and Darby, uh, not feud, but, like, series of matches where I think they could turn it into a cool angle where Darby can't beat Cody. And he's, like, he's coming so close every time. And I think once Darby beats Cody, and especially if there's a crowd there, that's going to yep. be a huge moment. I think they're when setting Darby up. The, yeah. yeah. Because, and this is, maybe they should make a shirt of Darby Darby versus everyone or something like that because it, it seems like he has a different rivalry every week, which isn't a bad – I'm not saying that in a bad way, but – I think it's cool the way they do it because he has so many overarching rivalries, it seems like. Yes. And th- and He's I kind think, of the lone wolf. Exactly. And I yeah. think that's really cool that AEW is, allows them to do multiple things at once because WWE, it's – you're with the, against this person, and then that feud's over. You're against that person. That feud's right. over. But even in this match, Cody had stared down with Sean Spears when their feud was like almost a year ago. So I think it's really cool how they keep things like that moving forward. Right. Like, I didn't forget what the fuck happened. You exactly. Busted me open with a chair. <laughs> Dude, he hit him so hard. Yeah, he, did. he really did. But yeah, it was. I think they're doing really well by Darby so far. I think he's probably their best built homegrown star, I would say. Yes, and I think also Cody's theme, probably second most over in AEW as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy. It's a little butt rocky, but I I like it. It works for wrestling themes. <laughs> Definitely. I and think it's funny because like outside of wrestling, I don't think that's probably, that's probably not a good song. But like as no, Cody's theme, not. it's a sick song. <laughs> exactly. Which is crazy. <laughs> After that, they had the uh, another Scorpio Sky vignette, and I think that goes to prove my point from last week that they're yes. going towards Scorpio as a pushed single star because he, he, even in the promo, he's saying how SCU wasn't really anything until he he didn't say it in like a heelish way. way, but yeah, he was he was like, yeah, SCU really got our legs when I started doing the worst town bit on VTE, which I think it was more of a way to put over BTE as like how helping them start like getting momentum. But it's not like another way I took it was that SCU needed him to get over again. Right. Because when they're the addiction, they were, they've been going, uh, Daniels and Kazarian have been teaming forever, but I think they kind of got rejuvenated with Scorpio joining the mix. Yeah. And Scorpio is such like, they're, they're giving the backstory. They're, yeah. you know, making you feel for them. Definitely pushing him the baby face, and like I said last week, he's he was great in the in the Jericho match, you know, for the belt. Yeah, so he could be a top guy, like you said, top star. And he said he wants to be, so I think it's going to be a good year, next few years for Scorpio Sky. I would agree. And speaking of somebody who's going to be a next great few years for <laughs> Max, the next Rojo great Jacob twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he. <laughs> I thought this was so funny. He he shows up on the screen. He's got the, his uh, scarf wrapped around so goofy around his neck where you can tell something's under it. But, like, 
I th- the way he's been doing these are so funny because he's like so tongue-in-cheek about it but basically he says yeah i went to the doctor and he said that he's never seen anything like this before i overhealed my nail overhealed <laughs> yeah said he has, he has the strongest nail on the planet now <laughs> but then he which said, is an over which is what mjf is he's an overheal how you like that oh there you go put it on a shirt <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he goes on to say, but I have some bad news. I was in the shower <laughs> trying oh, to make no. sure I look g- good for TV. <laughs> and he starts unraveling the scarf. Yeah. And he says, well, I nicked myself shaving and I had this cut and it just wouldn't stop bleeding. I, I was basically bleeding out in the shower. So stupid. So he's like, so yeah, he's wearing the neck brace and he's like, yeah, I guess I'm not ready for competition yet. And I feel so bad because I... I can't go and perform in front of seven of my peers who I respect so much. He's just, he's being so, like so sarcastic with it. It's hilarious. And he proves that if anybody else did this, I don't know if it would have gone the way that this, that it yeah. went with him. Cause he's such a good heel. Yeah. He, his delivery is just, <laughs> it's hilarious. And he uh, basically said, well, he did say he's going to be there next week. But he's obviously he? not. I, I either some. I, I heard that somewhere. I might be making that up, but I could have sworn somebody said he was gonna be there next week, but not in competition. Oh, okay. But after that, um, Musa. I guess he was from. They introduced him as from Chicago. I've never heard of him before, but I haven't either. No. He got killed by Wardlow. Oh, he got squashed, baby. Dude, Wardlow, I can't wait to see him like square up against some of the guys once they get to back to full health on the roster against some of the guys they have on the roster because Wardlow is sick. <laughs> he really is. And oh, have they always called him Mr. Mayhem? Is that always yeah, been kind of his yeah. thing? Okay, that was on the Indies too, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know why I never noticed that, but yeah, like you said, he squashed him. Uh, Jericho had a great line. Jericho's been so good. Like I know Dude, I yeah. heard some people saying that, or I saw tweets saying that he was overdoing it on commentary, but uh, I love great. it. It's so great. entertaining. And he says, uh, Musa, he goes, you need a job? Well, you're going to do the job tonight, <laughs> which is great. And so good. Wardlow finishes him off. Well, he finished him off, he finished him off with the F10. Yeah. But it was really more of an F5. He didn't give him that full Yeah, spin. Musa didn't really. But he fucking ate that knee Dude, from that the top knee rope. Is the craziest thing. <laughs> he got him in a chokehold on the top rope and he just drops him and then brings that knee. Oh my Ooh. god. It's so he good. He ate it. Yeah, it was uh, he killed him with it. I I love that move. I hope I want to see him do it out of a pop-up. I don't know if it looks as good though, but like I just I, the way he does that is perfect. I like Wardlow. I think he's a great big guy. I just hope that he doesn't he kind of gives me a Ryback vibe almost really obviously not over he's not like overly corny or anything yeah. like that but he's just a big guy hopefully they well he can move right he, and, he, he, oh, he can the, move for sure he did the swans on in that uh cody match yeah he can move no doubt but he's just a big guy and hopefully they you know i think him, he's lead him the right way i think he's in the perfect role as mjf's muscle muscle yeah so i think i think he's in a decent spot right now and i hope they keep giving him dudes to just annihilate (laughs) i love it yeah (laughs) after that he had the bubbly bunch (laughs) this is is the second week of the bubbly bunch or third week third or fourth 
I think it's the third. I, I think it's the third. But this week was the Manitoba Melee. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought this was crazy. <laughs> it was like, so I know there's that, like, I don't have TikTok, but they have the, I think it's called the Don't Rush Challenge, where it's basically the same thing as they did, but like, they, and it's basically everybody does a segment, but they end it by punching or like shoving the camera. Right. So and then it goes over to the next, next person. person. I've yeah. seen that with like, razors or something or makeup rushes okay. i've seen a commercial like that where they throw it in the air then the next person will catch it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's a good use of the of like working within the quarantine rules yeah, exactly yeah lots so, of cameos yeah it starts off with the hole in your circle and then i think after jake hager goes to peter avalon <laughs> and then I, I don't have the full order but i know everybody was in it there was jungle boy <laughs> virgil popped up which i thought virgil was, funny. was there what was his name uh, before? Soul Train Jones. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we saw Virgil live. And we were there live for yeah. Soul Train. Yeah. Uh, Sunny Kiss was there. Luther was yep. there, pointing to his head. Yeah, he does that thing. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Luther's crazy. Jay and Silent Bob were there. Lou Ferrigno with the taser. <laughs> with the taser. Why do you have the taser? Am I missing I something? With I don't the taser? Know. He's the Hulk. Why is he in a taser? <laughs> he should have just turned green. <laughs> Jericho's dad was in there. Ted Irvine. Yep. Gabriel Iglesias. Corey Taylor was there, which I think is hilarious. Was he with the girls? No, no, no. Corey Taylor was just like by a fridge. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I don't know who the dude with the all the girls was. I could be wrong, but I think the guy with the girls was the guy from Tiger King. That's on the fat Chucky looking dude on the Jets. Oh, really? I. I could be wrong, <laughs> be but hilarious. he looked like that guy. And I hope it's not, but I think it was. That's crazy. But I thought it was funny Corey Taylor was there because he's literally the NXT theme song. <laughs> but right, he was, right. Oh, but, yeah. But he was on AEW. <laughs> for anybody he's... who doesn't know, Corey Taylor sings for Slipknot. <laughs> who so does this it? is where the big boys play, huh? <laughs> Another one for the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, that I thought that was hilarious. They... I think that whole inner circle bubbly bunch thing is just genius. Cause even if they can't be there, it's them being extremely entertaining on TV. Right. And they is, can all talk and they're like, you said, they're all entertaining oh, yeah. in their own way. I think this is kind of unrelated, but I think once uh, Santana and Ortiz, if they do like a, if they ever turn and go face, they're going to be the biggest thing in the company. Cause they yeah. could talk that, that thing that um, when Santana was going to have the match with, uh, moxley when he was talking about how his dad went blind and he was saying that how he wakes up in darkness every day and then his dad was like oh well that's every day for me and he explained how his dad was blind that was just like a great promo and imagine i think they can both talk so if if they turn even if they don't turn but i think they would be crazy over as faces yes and ortiz is kind of the goofier one you know yeah and i think that could work really well as a face too but yeah they could they do well together and like you said he gave that great promo it was more of a baby face promo than it was a heel promo yeah but yeah like you said once they break off and if it's just santana or if it's both of them they're gonna be great yeah there's there's such a good tag team too so i hope they stay together yeah but after that they had the uh no dq um tag team match which i thought was really good I, it was a really fun match it was um it was. the roommates <laughs> I don't, what did they call themselves the super bad death squad <laughs> which is much better than the roommates but yeah i made that up but <laughs> uh, see i thought jericho said it I, I, that's great though <laughs> but, but the super bad yeah, super bad death squad is definitely a better name 
it's a uh, Havoc and Kip Sabian. They went against Best Friends, Chuck and Trent, and they were going crazy. This was a really fun plunder match. It was crazy. They had like there was so many crazy spots in this. They did the uh, Best Friends at the Concerto, and then did the Best Friends hug over uh, Sabian's body. <laughs> right. Which I thought it would have been funny if he came up as they hug and did a double low blow. That would have, <laughs> have been perfect. You should be a booker, dude. Hey, give me the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> then there, there was like one thing Javi did. It was like a Death Valley driver, but they had two chairs set up oh sideways. God. And he killed him. With killed him. Yeah, I think it was on the Chuck. Like, take, takes the chair and you unfold it like you're going to sit in it and then yeah. puts it down sideways. And then does it like, the same thing what? with another chair. <laughs> Oh my god, it looks like it and hurt they took so the bad. Bump. They were not he didn't do it gingerly. Oh, yeah, he was they were going full force with it. They were laying it in, working snug. And then what else happened? Penelope did something. I think her and Cassidy had something on the outside. Yeah, they oh. all they all really took hard bumps, even Penelope Ford yeah, and definitely. George Cassidy too. And then the finish came when uh I think Sabian was going up to do a dive to the outside and then Orange Cassidy knocks his legs out from under him and then Chuck comes and grabs him from behind and hits him with the awful waffle on like seven chairs. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> and best friends, they're on a roll. They got yeah. they got another win. They've been st- stacking them up. You think next tag team champs or you just think number one contender? What do you think? I I don't know. They're, they're over. So I think it could, I think them and against uh, Kenny and Hangman would be a really fun match too. If they, because have you, have you seen any of Chuck and Trent's stuff from PWG? I have not, dude. So good. They have a match against each other where it's like a guerrilla warfare, like extreme rules match. Okay, Man, ridiculous. You gotta watch that. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of off subject, but I think. No, I, I know what you mean though, because I they were in New Japan for a little yeah, bit yeah, too, yeah. and that's where I seen majority of their stuff. And They're great. Yeah, they're good. They're, and Orange Cassidy's kind of like the cherry on top, and he's fucking over too. Exactly. Any anytime yeah. he walks out with them, even bigger a pop. So I think they could do some fun stuff with them as tag champs, honestly, if they wanted to. Definitely. So moving on from that, <laughs> they had the uh, Britt Baker vignette. It was which, a great heel promo, dude. It was so good. I don't know if you caught this, but as they walked in, they had the so they had like the TV screen in the waiting room because it was based in her dental practice. Right. And the TV screen in the waiting room had uh, a picture of her and Giovanni on it as like a slideshow. And then they had a, uh, like a picture frame where like, it, you know, the like multi-picture picture frame where it's, there's like a bunch of them. Like there's like the big one and then like two medium sized ones and then the small one. Yeah. Or something like that. So the three big ones were her and Giovanni. <laughs> and then the small one <laughs> was her and Adam Cole. Oh, <laughs> I was, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> So but, but Adam Cullen was small, smaller than yep. the funny one. That's <laughs> yeah. great. I thought, no, nah, I could be wrong, but I thought I, I caught like a picture of Adam Cole's body, but it was Shivani's head on it or something. <laughs> I hope that's true because that's hilarious. I got to check. I'll look into that, but yeah. Oh, that's, if they did that, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shivani, baby. <laughs> Welcome to WCW, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But it was mainly focused on her just being healed. Yeah. Her assistant, her oh, artist. It was Rebel from uh, TNA. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She called her uh, Reba. Reba, yeah. <laughs> and then she had the rules of being a role model, which is her just ribbing Tony. 
<laughs> it was constantly. The the one that was funny to me was like she was like, fat people can't be a role model. And then they show the picture of her and Tony and they Photoshop his body. <laughs> and then they show him and you got to Photoshop your body if you want to look good. And it's just him with his gut going skinnier and skinnier. Uh, I think the stuff doing, yeah, I think the stuff they've been doing with Britt for the past few weeks has been hilarious. She's really gotten into that heel role really well, it seems like. She's definitely gone up ever since that promo she did where it was just a bomb. She bombed the promo from I don't know if it's the cruise or it was yeah, before the cruise, cruise but yeah. it was the one they where they cut away in the middle of it. Yeah, and uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. She did better. She did better than me. You know, she yeah. did better on the mic than I would have. That's for yeah, sure. Exactly, but. and she's gotten just consistently better since yep. then. So, I think I don't know. Do you think they go with her next champion? I think her or Sheeta definitely. Well, I guess since Nyla is a heel, right. It you don't want to go be, from one to the yeah. Should probably be Sheeta next, but I think her and Sheeta have really good chemistry because that match they had where she got busted open was great. That was yeah, probably Bert Baker's best match in my opinion that I've seen at least. I would agree. Yeah, it was a really funny segment though. I think I'm excited to see what they do with her next week because I think just every week it seems to get better. And then after that, they had the the Sean Spears squash match. With Baron Black. Baron Black, yeah. He won with the uh, Sharpshooter, which I don't know if you saw this, but on Twitter, Sean Spears came out and said that he, a few days prior to the taping, he tape, he texted uh, Bret Hart and said, this is mine now. No, he didn't say that, but he, I guess he, <laughs> he asked for the Sharpshooter and Bret Hart said, go for it. So, Oh, wow. He's got the blessing. Sharp he got shooter. the blessing. But I guess it now belongs to Sean Spears, which I guess makes sense. He's a Canadian dude too, so. Yeah. And Sean Spears is good. He's he is good. What do you what do you think he goes next? I mean, this was obviously a squash match. He won. Yeah, I'm, I think it's kind of. I don't know if you caught this, but when he put the submission on, he kind of went into a trance. Mm. And I think you remember how you lost to Cody to in the uh, figure four, but he like got pinned by it. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they did a thing where like he got so embarrassed by that that like he just becomes a submission technician and just starts stretching everybody <laughs> i could see that and That'd they hinted cool. at that that's what's from is the cody rivalry because they you know him and cody we had that stare off yeah exactly yeah so i he think could be right i think it's pretty cool i think sean spears is good and hopefully they give him some more shine yeah and then after that the technique by, by taz segment they've been doing i think that's a really cool thing that, that they started doing because taz hasn't been there so to keep him on tv one and i think He's just like a really credible guy to have this type of segment where he breaks down the the moves step by step, right? Like they, they did with Jake think, Hager. Yeah, he did Hager. He did uh, Kenny's V Trigger and Snapdragon. Yeah, last week, right? Yeah, and then also, well, this week they did the uh, Archer's Blackout, which is I think that move just looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a reverse Razor's Edge. And he's so right, tall right. that it, it just looks like everybody's dying on it. Everybody dies. Everybody does die. <laughs> Speaking of somebody dying. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Barco Stunt gets just straight up destroyed. Gets his little ass smashed. <laughs> and uh, gets him and Brody Lee. What do you think about Brody Lee coming in with the Dark Order? You like it? You don't like it? What do you think about it? I think it's been good. I think 
I think the way they're doing it is going to be a long story. So I'm not like, it seems like every week they're building more to it. So I think it's kind of hard to judge so far because I think the way they're going with it is that like they, in my mind, what I'm seeing from it is that everybody who joined the dark order got in it thinking it was one thing, but that was his plan because now he's coming in saying, Oh, I'll give you all this, all this, all this. I think just like the thing of the Dark Order is going to be Brody Lee giving out empty promises because I think the whole idea of the Dark Order is it being like an evil corporation type thing. Right. So I think it's kind of cool. I I don't know. I'm mixed on it. Like, I love Brody Lee and yeah. I, I'm glad that he's here. And the gimmick is, like you said, give it time, you know, and we'll see where it goes. I just, I don't know. I, for one thing, I wish that once I, – and I understand right now with the pandemic, maybe you can't do this. and Maybe yeah. not everybody's there to travel. But I think it should be mystery, Ministry of Darkness-esque where he just comes out mobbed up. You know, he's got Evil Uno yeah. with him. He's got Stu Grayson. He's got all the, the henchmen, 8 and 9, whatever. I think that was the plan for it, honestly. But really? All, okay. Because makes- Grayson and uh, Uno are Canadian, so they can't be here right now. There you go. Sean Spears lives in Florida, so he he's the the only Canadian dude that can be there. And Kenny the Kenny also lives in Florida, so any sense, any man. of the overseas talent or out of country talent, I guess, can't be there. So which which really hurts it, I think, because I think because him and Uno could both talk a lot, like they're both really good on the mic. So I think yeah. the, the interplay with them when it happens is gonna be really cool. I think so too, and I, like I said, we'll see where it goes. Not big on it; wasn't big on the Dark Order from really the beginning. They were when we when we went to that first AEW show. They were calling them the Spooky Perverts, which yeah. is hilarious. And um, Marco Stunt, I'm not super big on him either. But you kind of kind of changed my view on him because yeah, I, I think that he's going to be the way I would describe it is the Spike Dudley of AEW. Which is a great comparison. Yeah, because he's a small dude. He can just get thrown around, and he's a very, like, sympathetic character because he's he's charismatic. Like, he he can get the crowd behind him, I think. And every time he's been at any show I've been to, he's been over. So, yeah, I I think he's in, like, a really good role right now because he got killed in this match. He didn't make Archer – or not Archer, uh, Brody Lee look great. (laughs) Which is the way it should have went, you know, which is great. He did. I don't know. I don't know if he caught this, but he uh, Lee went to do like a German suplex, but he he was going to do like a release German suplex where he didn't even fall. Right. And then Marco landed on his feet, went up to the top, jumped off and got And the way they did. This was so smooth. Lee caught him in the black hole slam, but like the way he caught him, he didn't even catch him and like hesitate. It just went right into the black hole slam. Smooth. It was so smooth. And this went the way it should have. And last yeah. week, Kenny Omega had that match that we talked about yeah. with a guy and gave him too much offense. We talked about this last yeah. week, last week, but that was really the only instance where it's happened. But this was handled great. He squashed him. You know, Marco got some. He got Marco Stunt got kind of not a, not the rub, but he got the little underdog thing where he's just getting yeah. his ass beat. Yeah, but exactly. It ended the way it should have. He killed, yeah, Brody killed him with a power bomb to, for the finish. Yeah. I I think, I think with time and with everybody coming back, once the pandemic slows down, I think Brody Lee and the Dark Order are going to be 
a force because Dark Order is still number one in the tag team rankings. Okay, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And then going past that, that was just the main event. And uh, everybody – oh, no, actually before that, the Mox promo was there. And I, <laughs> Mox is just hilarious, man. <laughs> Great. He's just crazy. He's chaos. He's he says, "Don't forget to call your grandma." And yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much just going off of it, rolling with his win off uh, with Hager. Yeah, exactly. Keeping the ball rolling, that he's top dog, and he's making AEW the top company in the business, and just and nobody's safe. Kind of a promo. Yeah, Great. exactly. And then he said he's gonna be there next week, so we'll see there what happens go. there. Yep. And then it was the main event of Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. And I think one good way to describe this is just everybody dies. Everybody dies. Even the old, even the old man <laughs> passing the torch. I, I say old man in a respectful way. Cause Dustin, every time Dustin, Dustin Rhodes wrestles, he just reminds me that he can still fucking go. Yeah. And, 100%. And he's just great. Puts on a great match. Yeah. This match was awesome. It was a really good, like, old school just barn burner like laying it in very stiff just very stiff more slow pace but like not boring which is great yeah it was really physical hard hitting two big boys too yeah and early in the match uh archer goes under the ring grabs a chair dustin grabs it from him and gets a big boot for his troubles and and cuts back to him and he's he's leaking do you think he did it the easy way or the hard way? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But don't don't say. Don't break. Don't break kayfabe, bro. Yeah, you gotta protect the business. <laughs> but he got some color. <laughs> he did get some color. That's the main thing. And I think that just added to this match because it was awesome. At one point, Dustin hits the crossroads on Archer, and Archer kicks out at one, and that popped. Me. I was like, the oh. disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Barry in the finish. <laughs> but like you said, it really added to the match. Him bleeding. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught this, but Archer doing the Undertaker's old school. Oh, my moves, God. Walks, into the moonsault? He walks the ropes, and then he does a moonsault. Like, this is a it's fucking like, monster, and it's, like, insane. They're just, man's, like, 6'10". Right. <laughs> doing moonsaults. Literally Everybody insane. flies. Everybody flies. Yeah. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> but at one point, Archer grabs the turnbuckle. I've never seen anybody do this this way. He just straight rips it off without untying it. This man's crazy. <laughs> it was sick though. And then after that, he's just beating down Dustin, just destroying him. He after he pulls off the turnbuckle, he just smashes his head into it a few Ooh, times. Yeah. Yep. And then QT Marshall comes down with the towel. He's gonna throw them the towel. Right, because they're they're they they're a team right now. Yeah. The, well, yeah, Brandy came nightmare. out with it too. The um natural nightmares is what they call it. That's called. right. Yep. And then Brandy's their manager, so she came out with QT. And then following them is Cody. Right, and you wanted to talk about this earlier. Yeah. You were getting into it. So Cody stops uh, QT from throwing in the towel. And the way I thought of it was like, I get it because he – there's two ways I th- thought about this because he got the towel thrown on him when he didn't want it, but also that's his brother. So if he does undergo and heal, especially – I. Th- I think this is kind of going forward into this, but Cody's besides Dustin, he's lost every big match 
Yeah, he's not. He's not been. Uh... I think there might be a reason for that. So if he loses to Archer, I think, I think MJF's prophecy might come true. We might see the dark side of Cody. Yeah, if Cody loses to Archer for the TNT. Yeah. Belt. And like we said last week, I think the only way for it to go is Archer. Yeah, definitely. You know, which is unfortunate because you'd like to see Cody win, but I think he's kind of trying to distance himself. Uh, it seems like where he's yeah. kind of getting the short end of the stick and with the big matches, but uh, I, I think, not in a bad way, but he's just trying to distance himself. Like he's not trying to make it obvious. Like, Oh, of course, Cody. Yeah. Win. But I think I, the way it, just me fantasy book, fantasy booking, but I think it'd be awesome. Let me hear it, brother. Archer beats him at double or nothing. And then Cody's off TV for a few weeks. Comes okay. back. Maybe Darby's having a match. Or maybe they have a... No, that, that's further down the line. So maybe the, maybe just somebody's... He comes back one week and he's just... Acting different around everybody. And then he, one day he just fully turns heel. And just goes full early ROH Cody. Because he was... He just flips the crowd off. Yeah. He he was like a really good heel in ROH. I don't know if you saw any of that stuff. I saw him when he first came into ROH. And like you said, he went he, he just went full heel. just flipped everybody off. And... Yeah. He, <laughs> and I think that would be the perfect time for Darby to get his win against him. Yeah. Because you if, think he comes back and what? Turns on Dustin? Or what do you think he does? I think he turns on the elite. Okay. And then I yeah. think that'd be I think that'd be perfect cuz like then you could have Elite versus Nightmare Family even down the road, but I think the biggest thing to come out of that is him and Darby cuz if everybody's fully against Cody and fully for Darby, that makes the moment of him Darby getting the win even bigger. Right. And I think that they would push be, their home like you said their home guy. Yeah. Their home built guy pushes them. I think that'd be guy. great. Yeah. I think that'd be great. But that being said, Archer gets the win after <laughs> dragging uh, Dustin from the ropes away from the towel yep. and just putting the iron claw on and just slamming his head into the ground a few times. Yeah, he sent a message, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that sets up Cody versus Archer at double or nothing. And I think, yep. well, that's the first match set up for double or nothing. So that'll be and, interesting. And we say Archer, right? We both yeah. agreed on that. I think Archer's definitely winning. I agree. Next week, did you see the things they announced for next week? Yeah, they're yeah they had um, like you said, John Moxley's coming back. What what else? Remind me. Uh, Matt Hardy and Kenny are going against the Sex Gods in a street fight, which is uh, okay. Chris Jericho and Sammy G, which I think is going <laughs> to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I love that. And then uh, Cody's going against Joey Janela, which is sick. I think that's going to be fun. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> it's a little random, but yeah. The way Joey said it on Twitter was trust no suits. And then he put like he put that was his caption of the, the flyer, which I thought that was funny. And Mox is going against Frankie Kazarian. Let's see, I saw that. Do you think uh Scorpio Sky because he is he supposed to be here next week? Oh, actually that could be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I That'd don't know be... if that sets up because that would make I mean, who's the heel on that? Yeah. Moxley? You know? No, Mox is too over. <laughs> yeah, he's too over for sure. So yeah. what happened with the blood and guts war games, aka war game, you know, war games 
uh, they came out and said that they wanted to wait until the crowd was back for that because they think that's something a crowd deserves to see. Yeah, that's smart. which I I think that's very smart, really smart. Which sucks though because they had the the show they were selling they're gonna have it at they had already sold like eleven thousand tickets for in New York wow. City their first time there. It's unfortunate, but yeah. yeah, I think it's a good call. Definitely, but I think it was a really good episode of Dynamite. Yeah, I would agree. And then after that, well, after that, I every not every week I watch uh, NXT after Dynamite. So I do too. Moving on into NXT, it opened up with uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Phantasma or El he- El Ijo del-, del Phantasma for the uh, tournament. It was a pretty fun match. Yeah, it was a fun. It was a fine match. It had good back and forth. Uh, Swerve hit a great Frankensteiner from the top yeah. rope. They also touched on uh, Swerve being in the military. Did you know about that? I wasn't aware of that. No, I've seen him work for a while when he was still Shane Strickland on the Indies. And yeah, actually, speaking, obviously, they're not going with that as like as far as his gimmick, gimmick or anything. Or anything. Yeah, I think make it small talk. Something funny about this match though is that I went back and looked because I was th- I was thinking about it. I was like I'm pretty sure these two feuded in Lucha Underground. And yeah, the first season Lucha Underground, uh, King Cuerno who was a Phantasma and Killshot, who was a swerve. They yep. definitely feuded, which is funny. That was years ago. Look at them, look at them now. Yeah, <laughs> now they made it. Yeah, it was a fun match, though. I think the uh, the finish was kind of cool, the way they, they were doing, like, ground reversals, and then Swerve just got him into a roll-up. Yep. He hit him with the – it was like a, a leg – it was like a leg drop roll into a German suplex. That was smooth, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. And then when they go out of the ring, also I want to. T- <laughs> he does a tope out of the ring. Phantasma does on the swerve. Yeah. And while he's down there, he reaches for the cruiserweight belt. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah. everybody's coming out and it's looking at much. the belt, pointing at it. We don't need all that. Yeah, it's too much. Which I'm sure he was told. He might have been told to do. Oh that. yeah, for sure. Know, Definitely was. Definitely was. But yeah, <laughs> swerve got the win though. <laughs> which I'm yep. glad he did. I think if they give him a shot, I think he could be a big star because he's really good. He's yeah, really good. And he gave a he gave a decent promo too. Yeah, he did, definitely. Yeah. And then after Phantasma almost gets kidnapped again. So what do you think about that? Who do you think – what's what's your guess on who these masked guys are? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but my brother actually had a theory, and it's kind of – I think he kind of convinced me of this. So Shout out to your brother. Yep, shout out to Aaron. I think he listened last week. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Phantasma is the only one who has been attempted to get it kidnapped, and they didn't succeed. So he's thinking that maybe he's behind it, and that's just a red herring, which oh. I think, who else would it be? <laughs> like, who, I, let's see. Who, uh, remind me who they who they did get. They got Joaquin Wild. Yeah, which is uh, DJZ. It was DJZ. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago native. Yes, sir. And then uh, Raul Mendoza they got also. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I so unless, I guess, maybe that was also a red herring, and maybe they're all three coming back as a trio. Right. But like, like brainwashed I, or something? What do you think? I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> I really don't know yet. Hopefully it'll be a good reveal. Yeah, definitely. And after this, they had the uh, Candice LeRae and Casey Catanzaro match, which... Candace has a new song, new package, new yeah. She's been gear, everything. Yeah, heel, yep. And I think she has a logo, which is pretty cool. It's like a 
a moth, but with like the Johnny Gargano heart thing as the head. I thought it looked pretty okay. cool. I didn't catch that, but yeah, it was pretty that cool. sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But Gargano announced her to the ring saying like, oh, here comes the world's best wrestler, my favorite wrestler, all this stuff. Yeah, full heel. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was just basically a, a showcase match for Candice to show off her heel stuff. But the finish, <laughs> I loved because she did the Super Dragon Stomp, the, <laughs> which is a throwback to her days in Reseda at PWG, which is basically like he, or the way she, Super Dragon did it, which is what she did. It's like a surfboard set up. But right. instead of going into the surfboard, they just stomp their face in. Stomp their face. Great finisher. Yeah. Terrible name. <laughs> the Wicked Stepsister. She called. Oh yeah, it. that's how they called it. Yeah, that's uh, what they called it. Wicked Stepsister. You know which... why though? Because she's obsessed with Disney. Because she used to be um, built from <laughs> okay. as, from uh, Mr. Toad's wonderful ride or whatever it is. That was where she hailed from. Yeah, and and oh, like on the Indies. Hearts unknown. <laughs> But yeah, on the Indies, that's what they called it. That was where she hailed from. So I don't know. I guess it makes sense for her, but I, I don't know. That's an interesting name for it. Yeah, but great finisher. They could have. They should have called it the Receive the Stomp. Yeah, that see, that would that's better. <laughs> that you could sick. call it fucking anything else, and it'd been better. <laughs> yeah. Then they had the uh, the Newly Bros show, which uh, what do you think of this? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a great use of Brian Saxton, uh, or Brian, Brian Saxton, Byron, Byron Saxton as like the host, like the corny, like gimmicky he host. He went full Carlton. That's what he did. He definitely did. <laughs> and, and, uh, which is fine. It's a good use of him. It kind of gives him more of a character as not so much as like a, a cookie cutter, Michael Cole. Yeah. And I think this segment went too long. I'm 30 years old. How old are you? 22. Do you think the generation underneath us of wrestling fans knows what the fuck the newlywed show is? Definitely not. <laughs> you don't think so? I'm, I'm not trying to be like a yeah. smart ass or anything like that, but I don't think they do. I don't yeah. think they know what the fuck a newlywed show is. So the yeah. newly road show don't make no sense to people underneath us. And I think the way they did it. And also, I guess we should mention that it was Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. Right. But, not Pete Dunn because he's overseas. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. The, it kind of fell flat for me. I it think, did too for me. I think it seems like Riddle and Thatcher have good chemistry, but I just think this wasn't the right use for them right now. Right, I think where, they could, where Timothy Thatcher's playing the straight shooter and Matt Riddle's yeah. kind of more of the goofy one. And he yeah. can he can give a promo. I'm not taking anything away from either yeah, guys. Definitely. I just think the segment was kind of rotten, that's all. Yeah, definitely. I think it was kind of too forced, in my yeah. opinion. I agree. But after Imperium... Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel attacked him, which I kind of confused me because, like, how, how are they there? They must have right. They must have stayed back in the states. And Balor was there what last week, right? Yeah. Or well, Balor lives in the U.S. now. That's true. Okay. Because he's been in the main roster for a while, but I just don't they know make how. A good point. Like, how are Eichner and Bartel? Maybe they just got. Maybe they're just stuck there or something. Yeah, they must have been. Which I, if they were stuck there, they're so good. I would assume they would have used them for the past right. month. But it's Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn can't come over. That's why Thatcher's yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. and, and then, they raised the belts at the end after they attacked. Yeah, and that attacked them. I love those two. Both of that's a great tag team. So do you think they get the? You think they obviously they're like claiming the number one contender spot. Do you yeah. think they get the belts because Dunn's not over here right now? I I don't know I don't I don't think so I think they want to do more. They set up Thatcher or Riddle rivalry a little bit now. 
I think that would actually be actually really cool. I don't know. Now that you say that, I'm kind of <laughs> torn because Thatcher and Riddle would they would destroy each if they let them work like stiff. Stiff, yeah, it'd be, oh, for sure. <laughs> it would be nasty. Have you? Have, how much have you seen of Timmy Thatcher stuff? Just any anything with I've seen some stuff with Walter, but that's about it. Yeah, him, him and Walter when they were uh, ring comp, oh, they would kill people. Right, right. <laughs> oh, imagine getting to a show and seeing your name. <laughs> next to them bo- right oh god oh. yeah that's you some like brody hansen type of shit i'm yeah, sure straight up they, like oh, i don't want to get shot oh. by these motherfuckers or yeah. yeah but i think either way they go with that i think it should be good because i all four of those guys are just great in the ring oh so. yeah it'll be a great match for sure any yeah you got nowhere to go but up from this newly bro show yeah that's true definitely true <laughs> and then they had the Adam Cole promo in the back, or I guess he's got a title match next week. Yep, gets the uh, Velveteen Dream. Yep, I think the dream is over. Dream is up. <laughs> dream over. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think Cole is keeping that belt for a very long time. I he's already so the too. longest reigning champion, but I think how can you take it off of him? Like, definitely not. <laughs> he's, he's so he's good. <laughs> such a great pro, all around great, great promo, great work. Yeah, he's. Undisputed era. He's clearly the leader. Yeah, he's just a feature star that hasn't been put th- to the main roster yet. I think that's a missed opportunity if they get if they take the balls off him now because I think the way it should go. I don't. I don't. I doubt they'll do this. But how much of did you see any of the stuff with him and Kyle O'Reilly in ROH? Mm, I did a yeah. I did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, if they go with that way and him and Kyle O'Reilly have a feud like in a, and like Kyle breaks off from Undisputed Era or something, Kyle O'Reilly will be the most over person in NXT. That dude no, is Kyle so O'Reilly good. is still injured or he was injured? I think he I don't think I don't know if he's injured or if he just can't work because he has somebody in his family who's like um you know compromised or something. That's right. That's right. You said that last week. I think it's I'm something sorry. like that. I think it's I think that's the situation, but I think I would love to see them go back to that feud because they've done a lot of feuds that have happened before in NXT, but like pretended it didn't happen anywhere else. Right. And they hinted kind of at them breaking up not yeah. too long ago. And they kind of, yeah, they kind of went towards it over then, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That think, would be a great way to go once they do break them up. Man, that'd be so good. Him and like a civil, like undisputed era civil war. And you think that Cole drops it to O'Reilly and then Cole kind of makes moves up to the, yeah. Main Dude, roster. I, if they give Kyle O'Reilly the mic and the chance to go with how they're letting Adam Cole go right now, he'd be so over. Yes, yeah, I would agree. He's great. But yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next week. After that, Char- Charlotte Flair had the match against Mia Yim. And I thought it was a, a decent match. It was nothing crazy to me. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I thought I thought it was great to see. You know, they hinted at last week how far they've both come. Yeah, definitely. That Charlotte and Mia Yim's first NXT match was against each other, or that was it was Charlotte's first match in NXT was against Mia Yim. I don't know if it was Mia Yim's first match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Charlotte's first match. I think Mia Yim wasn't even signed yet. She was just in the uh, developmental. Yeah, that type of thing. But it was but a fun I match. Love that- yeah, it was. It was. And I love Charlotte back in NXT. You know, yeah. she's, she's coming. She's not, I wouldn't say she's taking a step down, but she's kind of doing the Finn Balor route where she's coming back down to where she came from to kind of give the rub to these newer girls. Yeah. Um, but 
Mia, yeah, they had a great match, like you said. Mia Yim actually put the tarantula on. Charlotte yeah, a little Flair. bit. Shout, Shout out to Jiri. Yeah, to Jiri <laughs> for sure. Um, but Charlotte comes out with the win, which I'm sure we all saw that coming. Expected, yeah. And then yeah. Io. Io Shirai comes, comes out. And she faces off with her, yeah. And I guess they're having a title match next week. And I, I honestly, I hope Io beats Charlotte. But, yeah, I mean. But, like, because, like. If Charlotte wins, where does she go next for a title feud? Who's there that's believable to beat her? Do you think that maybe they do a Rhea Ripley? Because they always do this where Rhea Ripley's my title clause, right? She can't. Her uh, work visa work ran out, so she's back overseas. So that's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where you go from there. Charlotte's got to win, but well, I don't know. Charlotte wins. If she loses Io Shirai, who's next exactly? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting situation for that. So uh, I guess we'll see where that goes. But after after the uh, Io Charlotte standoff, Scarlett uh, Bordeaux and Killer Cross are <laughs> I'm calling Killer Cross. I'm not calling Carrion. Killer Cross <laughs> pop up on the screen, and Scarlett says, "Time's up. Doomsday is here." TikTok. Next week, the clock strikes twelve. There, <laughs> here they come. There they come. And I Him think, and Champa, right? You think? What'd you say? Him and Champa would be the first rivalry. You think? I would. Th- I don't. I would think so, but I don't know. I just can't wait to hear Cross speak on t- live TV because yeah, same. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> Him yeah, and Scarlet yeah. are both, and I'm so glad they kept them together because that pairing is just perfect. Yeah. They look straight up out of like a horror like movie, a comic book, or something. Yeah, they, they like literally, Sin yeah. City. yeah, yeah, straight up Sin City. That's exactly yeah. it's their perfect pairing. So I'm really interested to see what they do with them. It's gonna be very, very cool. <laughs> Speaking of very cool, or maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Great transition, yeah. This man Dexter Loomis, he beat Shane Thorne, who we were talking about earlier, which is kind of funny because. I actually, this brings up a good point for me to talk, ask you about. What do you think about the way they're handling NXT talent on Raw? Because Akira Tozawa was in the championship tournament on NXT and he got squashed. But then Shane Thorne's doing the program with MVP as his manager with Brendan Vink on Raw and he got squashed here. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's it, it might be like an, where you kind of you kind of hinted at this in AEW. I think they might just be working with what they got yeah. right now. Um, but they have so, they have like a performance center full of people. They made it, they make they, everybody move to Florida. So like they didn't have to have Shane Thorne be the guy who gets squashed here. No, they definitely didn't. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing, with Dexter Loomis. Dude, and Shane Thorne. It's weird. Shane Thorne's got the bleached hair. He's got the old school look. He's got the Ken Kennedy. I like exactly. <laughs> And I don't like <laughs> the Dexter Loomis gimmick. I don't get it. I get it that he's he's Dexter, real killer Dexter, ringmaster esque kind of bullshit. But he wins by a chokeout. It's kind of quick, like you said. It's just like, all right, I guess. And he does the train. He's in that trance. He's yeah. in that trance. That damn trance. The way he slides around pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's the weird. gloves kind of. I mean, the gloves are fitting for this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we're in the world, but it's just weird, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on him yet. I, we'll see. I'm not gonna pass total judgment yet. But I don't trust so the far. man who wrestles in blue jeans. <laughs> hey man, or or not blue jeans, but he, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I trust Orange Cassidy. Well, at least he, Orange Cassidy has the full suit. He's got the he's that's fitted true, up. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Dexter Loomis just got the black straight jeans. Like he truly weird. is a psycho. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They. I'm not sure where they're going with that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But after this, they had the uh, Drake Maverick Tony Nese match, and I've still. I think the way they've handled the Drake Maverick stuff is kind of I don't know. I thought this match was great though because I, I I guess it's kind of working because them using his video from Twitter where he's just crying has me kind of sold on it I guess because I was really surprised when he won this match. Yeah, me too. And uh, I he's my pick that I think to win it. And, I don't know. But like you said, because you don't know if he's going to be signed or still so or not. <laughs> but it's weird that they're pushing this and then they're just going to be like they're just going to what cut it off i guess i I, don't know. I think it has to be something where they re-signed them when they saw all the response because if they didn't and they did this whole tournament based around his story it's just been a waste of tv time and everybody and just makes everybody else in the tournament look stupid yeah in my opinion because yeah, because i think it's a, i think if you look at all the guys i think it's between him and Kushida. yeah somewhere between those two and i just uh, i don't know <laughs> It's. I thought the match was really good. I do too. I think Tony Nese has a, and I mean, uh, this is very nitpicky, but this is just me. I think he's a great looking headlock. It's snug. <laughs> it's snug. He does. You know, he's got his. It, it looks like he's really putting it on. I. I don't know. I just that's something I noticed. But Nice has got a great look. Period. Yeah, he, definitely. Hinted at. What are you gonna cry? You're gonna cry. He's playing <laughs> up the heel. And yeah. You know, Drake Maverick comes back. He starts hulking up. And hits him with an acid drop, which I thought was great. Yeah. The you Dudley dog. Dudley, yeah. You hit it at Spike Dudley. He's kind of got that Spike Dudley thing. Yeah, he too. does too. I thought about that too once you hit that. But then he wins with like an avalanche bulldog. Yeah, from the top top rope or second rope? I think it was top rope. It was impressive. Yeah, it's sure. pretty cool. Yeah. I just think they – I really hope they re-sign him and then go with that because that's a good story and that's good for, good for Drake. Yes. But if they don't if that's not the route they're going with it after having the whole, basically the whole tournament, the only storyline in the tournament is that right now. It'll be a swerve, bro. We'll see. It's, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. And then the main event, uh, Keith Lee versus Damian Priest for the North American title. Yep. Damian Priest, this man gives me like the biggest Scott Hall vibes as like just his presence, not in the ring, obviously, because he can, do a lot of things Scott Hall couldn't, even though Scott Hall was a great worker. He's yeah. un- I think he's underrated in the ring, honestly. I think so, too. And he, he, he gave a promo earlier in the show, Damian Priest did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and he definitely, you're right, he had that, he's got that Scott Hall voice. He's got that deep that voice. That deep voice. That's he's got <laughs> Say hello to the bad guy. He's got that cool guy vibe, yep. you know, in a good way. But he's just, you know, he's got the girls. He's got the look. He's, yeah, exactly got the voice and he's a t- he's a big boy he's tall and i think this was his best match i mean there's only a really a couple other matches i can name off the top of my head that he's been in but i yeah. think this is his best match in nxt so far that i've seen out of damian priest yeah have you seen any of his stuff any of his stuff from roh when he was punished yeah when he was punished punished Mar- yeah mm-hmm. he was good there too but i think was, definitely yeah. was probably his best match in nxt there was this one <laughs> this got everybody in the room because i was watching my dad and my brother and we were all like whoa <laughs> he did like a gorilla press or keith lee yes. did a gorilla press from behind the guardrail 
yes. over the guardrail to the apron. And I was like, wow. Threw <laughs> his ass like he was a child. Because Damian Priest is like probably like 6'10". Yeah, he's just as tall as Keith Lee. And he just gets... If not taller. Yeah, tall. It was crazy. But it was a good back and forth match. I kind of think the finish fell flat for me. But besides that, it was a really good match. Because the finish was Keith Lee hits two power bombs, but they were kind of like... Well, they were supposed to be spirit bombs, but they just were, they weren't. They looked like regular power bombs. And they me. were... And I and yeah, because the spirit bombs, he has like a liger bomb. He sits down with it. Yeah. But he just did like two regular power bombs. And in the, in the second one, which was the last move of the match, didn't really seem like very effective to me. No, I think it was just kind of the exclamation point. Quote yeah. So I... But Keith Lee's great, so I'm not going to nitpick too much. It was a good match. It was a really fun match. Great main event. Yeah, I think I think Keith Lee, to wrap this up, I think Keith Lee is the best big – I mean, in my opinion, I think he's the best big man in wrestling right now as far as, like, what he can do, his promo. I mean, he's, he's got that silky smooth voice. <laughs> basking his glory. Exactly. Yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah, is, I'm trying to think of who would be better. I don't know. It's a lot of big guys, and that's not taken away from anybody else. I and that's crazy because there's a lot of big definitely. guys doing things that big guys ten years ago could not, could never do. Never. This is awesome. I love it. But I guess that wraps up NXT. Who do you think, in your opinion, had the better show, AEW or NXT? This week, I think, hmm, that's a tough one because NXT. Never does any. There's some things about. I think I like. Let me say this. I like AEW overall more than NXT usually. Yeah. NXT never does anything that's like bad. It's just kind of middle of the road. Definitely. You know, they got you got two or three matches that stand out. Yep. AEW has so much. Uh, they do some. They do some weird shit that I don't really like, but they do do a lot of good stuff that I really like. Yeah. Overall, between AEW and NXT, so I think this week, you know, we had what do we have in AEW? What were the standout matches for you? We had Cody and Darby. Yep. We had a lot of squash matches. The Sabian uh, Havoc best friends that match was stiff. Yeah. And then they had, had the uh, Archer and Dustin Rhodes. And then they had also the vignettes, the uh, Bubbly Bunch, and then the Britt Baker. Right, and. Correct me if I'm wrong. Really, the only promos that we had on XT were Dijakovic talks shit on Gargano. Yeah, challenges him the next week. You know, they gave some after match promos. The the Riddle uh, Thatcher promo was felt kind of flat. Adam Cole promo, but overall, I'm gonna say AEW because the last the main event meant more. Definitely, definitely. You had Rhodes Archer. Another one you had Lee and Damian Priest. Both great matches. Obviously, that's why they were the main events. But I think AEW overall was more entertaining to me. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think overall, a lot of the times, the way I break, would break it down is I think AEW is just the more fun show a lot of the weeks. I think they have there's NXT always has great wrestling, but yep. sometimes there's not much story. A lot of the matches are just matches for the sake of matches. This is before pandemic too. I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just think AEW it has like a more of a upbeat, fun vibe, no matter what. 
even before the no crowd shows. I think that was the case a lot of weeks. And I, I love NXT too, so that's nothing to say against them. I'm just right. comparing it. Yeah. I, I understand. I agree. And I guess I don't know how much this really matters, but AEW won again in the ratings this week. It was a pretty, honestly, pretty close. 693,000 AEW to NXT 637,000, which is down from last week from both both uh, shows. Last week, NXT had a uh, 665,000 and AEW had 731,000. So I guess both went down, but during this pandemic stuff, I guess I don't really put too much weight in the ratings because right, and it's not the '90s anymore. Nobody really, I mean, yeah, keeping track of it because it's the that's the end thing right now is Wednesday night. That's where everybody's what everybody's watching. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even Raw was, I think they won. Yeah, they've been a, down too. One of the quarters last week had, or this week, was under two million. I was like, I think it was like a million and a like. 1.6 or something like that okay yeah so that's not even, very high for raw yeah so i don't know it's just interesting times what do you think next week do you think nxt gets the ratings win next week because they got you got two they title matches card. yeah they got two title matches they got gargano dejakovic which is what it is but they have the two title matches and they got killer cross they got killer cross coming out they got seems like it it's mm, they're pulling out more shots for next week, I think. Well, uh, I mean, is. also next week for AEW, they got the in-ring debut of Matt Hardy. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's it's a toss-up. We'll see. It's a great time. Yeah, it's definitely this. I I don't remember in the past years any time being more fun than Wednesday nights. Right now. Yeah, I agree. So good. And moving on. Instead of uh, reviewing SmackDown, because neither of us have been too into it the past few weeks, we're doing something new. We're going to review a throwback show every week. <laughs> and this week, we chose to go to 2003, June 3rd, and we reviewed a SmackDown. But moving on forward the next, the next few weeks, it'll be like a show from any company. Uh, TNA, old school TNA stuff, old school Raws, maybe even some ROH stuff back in the day. And if anybody listening has any suggestions of things they would like to hear us talk about, definitely shoot them towards us. Where can they tweet us at? That's at the uh, the Go Home Pod on Twitter, and then on Instagram it's just Go Home Pod. But yeah, we went back to 2003. I was six years old in this. No, I was five because my birthday had five happened. years old. My God. yeah, because my birthday is August 21st, and this was June 3rd, 2003. So that would have been five. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had to – what was I? How old are you right now? 22. Fuck. So I was – I had to been 14 at the time. That's crazy. 13, 14. No, I had to been 13 because my birthday is June 24th, and this is June 12th. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so June 3rd, 2003, SmackDown. What a show. <laughs> it's just, this is a time machine for sure. Yeah, this is – Actually, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. We don't want to spoil the ending of it. But right. um, first, I want to mention that last week, <laughs> I mentioned seeing the uh, Paul Bear <laughs> cement segment <laughs> live. And I was wrong. <laughs> I, was, I was not there. 
It was so real. He thought he was there. And I said it was a SmackDown, so I was wrong too. But was, tell him tell him what it was. It was at the Great American Bash. It was the Great American Bash. Nowhere near what I thought it was. And it was like <laughs> Quebec or something. I was not there. It was uh, uh no, it was Virginia Beach, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, something Richmond. like that. I was not Richmond, there. Richmond, Virginia, I it think. It was Richmond. Yeah, it was Richmond. And I yeah. was not there. I <laughs> I guess I was really, I was just really young and really sucked into the TV. It, it's still real to me. Feels like I was there. That's I just, <laughs> just wanted to admit that I was wrong there because that's crazy. I could have sworn right. I was there. That's all right. I spent the last fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about. I'll, I'll, I got something that I can really, I can relate to this by the uh, for the main event of this. All right, definitely. Well, <laughs> I guess starting the show off. They had the um, <laughs> this SmackDown theme. I love because I don't know if you ever played um, Here Comes the Pain. I think it was SmackDown. Yeah. Here Comes the Pain. Yep. But whenever Brock you started, yep. Whenever you started this game up, that game up, it, ha- it had this theme song. The it's my life, my time, my hustle, bye bye. And it's got the camera going around. You yes. know the wrestler, the the main guys at the time. The lights are flashing. Black and I white. don't remember the song. I, it doesn't. It didn't ring any bells for me. I don't know really? why. Yeah, whenever I think SmackDown, I always think Beautiful People by Marilyn yeah. Manson. That's I like, think that was before this, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Because we're talking, this is the Big Fist set. Yep. yep, which I love. Which was after the, it was, what I remember is Rhino spearing, I think, Jericho through okay. the screen on the old set. That was yeah. pre, it was like these circles, these big circles that kind of, went into each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah the old world things yeah 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 i remember so, like, that you might be right this might be after the beautiful people but i love i love that song i hadn't thought about it in <laughs> so many years and i heard it i was like oh wow i forgot about this but it started off with a a package like a video package explaining how ray mysterio got the cruiserweight belt and yep <laughs> it was pretty funny honestly like the whole feud he had with Matt Hardy at the time, it just explained that uh, they were trying to keep Ray away from the belt, and basically he ended up getting it. And the first match of this show was a smack or a cruiserweight title match between him and Matt Hardy. <laughs> and it was a great match. I don't know if this was a finish to their rivalry at the time because this was coming off of the heel of WrestleMania twenty or nineteen. I think it would have been nineteen, right? 19. Uh, I don't know. I think it had to probably be 19, I would think. Yeah, where Mysterio, I think, won the belt at yeah. WrestleMania. But this match, great match. Yeah, this match was awesome. Really First was. of all, Rey Mysterio's theme at this time was my favorite theme he ever had. The, Who's that jumping out the sky? Same, same, <laughs> same. So good. He jumped out the he jumped out the floor wearing that. He, he had some like snow leopard print gear. That he, <laughs> He had the, like, the filthy animal, animal's wife back from WCW. That's kind of what I and felt from it. he doesn't get enough credit because Mysterio was doing the superhero shit oh, yeah. before. Because at this, at this WrestleMania that they wrestled that, that the he, Daredevil won the one? he was wearing the Daredevil. Yep. Suit. Yep, exactly. So good. But this, <laughs> before we go on to the match, I don't remember. I didn't remember this at all. But Matt Hardy's little uh, cronies, they called themselves the MFers. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember... I remember Shannon Moore and him being together, but yeah. I don't remember Crash Holly. <laughs> the Mattitude followers. <laughs> yeah, because he was Matt Hardy version one, full yep. heel. Yep. 
so good. <laughs> but this match ruled. At one point, uh, Matt Hardy did something he called a Splash Mountain. It was nasty. I don't know if you remember this, but it, he did like a Razor's Edge, threw him over into like a Liger Bomb. It was okay, crazy. No, I didn't catch that. That's nuts, though. But this match literally was so fast, like super fast-paced sprint wrestling. Yep. And it ruled. It was only like five minutes, but it was sick. Yeah, it was great. And and before the match, they showed a back to, backstage thing where Matt Hardy, it kind of kind of coming to it. That's why I think this rivalry kind of probably fizzled out after this yeah. match or came closer to it because Matt Hardy turns on his followers, oh, yeah, yeah, Crash yeah. Holly and Shannon Moore, and kind of just beats their ass. Which yeah. I thought, <laughs> when I look, looking back on it, I thought they were going to come out at the end or something and turn on Yeah, them. definitely. But yeah, it was a quick match, good match, but quick. Yeah, uh, and the crowd was definitely into it. They were going crazy. Mysterio yeah, got the were. win. Yep, it was awesome. <laughs> the next segment, I there was so many things I didn't remember about this next segment. Yeah, so this was uh, yeah. I had I had drew a blank on this. It was Piper's pit. <laughs> so it was Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper, and <laughs> standing next to him, I popped because I was so confused. Sean O'Hare in the long leather jacket. <laughs> Sean O'Hare. What's your favorite Sean O'Hare match? I'll wait. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> the uh, Natural Born Thrillers in WCW. They're pretty That's cool. That's all right. See, you, see, we talked about this beforehand. You remembered Sean O'Hare. I don't even remember him. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is... I miss Roddy <laughs> Piper so much. But I'm like, who the fuck is this guy standing next to me? I had no idea. Dude, that, that conf- I was so confused when I saw Sean O'Hare next to Piper. But I guess they're doing a uh, Piper's Pit with the current tag team champions, which I don't, dude. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero <laughs> and Tajiri. Eddie was... Guerrero and Tajiri. Let's think so about that for a second. Are the tag team champions? Dude, I love it. I fucking love that, dude. They come out in the uh, <laughs> low rider. In the low rider. And Tajiri's Tajiri going crazy he's dancing. Like, you don't know where. Yeah, he's dancing. He acts like he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so good. But I guess it's just <laughs> it's just a really funny segment. They were just basically just talking. Piper's being jerk. And they're right. like he's just, I think he's trying to push for O'Hare to be the next world champion or something. He asked Eddie yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. He asked Eddie, Yeah, you should uh, let him hold your belt just so he knows what it's like feels like to be champion. And Eddie's like, No, 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 no. And then Tajiri's like, Sushi? Is that Sushi? Right, they're playing into the like. Just they got sushi, they got tacos there. Just yeah, they got tequila, they got everything. Fighter, of course, tequila, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And trades a plate of sushi for his title belt. He gives it to <laughs> so stupid. Eddie's got to be like, ring it. Eddie's got to ring him back in. Like, no, 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 yeah. but don't give him the belt, man. <laughs> so good. And then uh, Tajiri, was it Tajiri that threw the? tequila in their face or was it he spit it like mist yeah it was tajiri then because it was definitely like yeah. mist he takes yeah. a drink of like it was either sake or uh tequila because they had both on the table yeah of course <laughs> but he spits it in their face and they start fighting and of course tajiri and eddie come out on top of course, it was yep. just hilarious man. it was random but it was great i, I loved it it's this whole show that that sentence describes this whole show random but yep. great yep <laughs> Then there's like this weird segment in the back with Sable and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, because Stephanie was the GM at the time. And then Vince wanted Sable to like watch her or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, to learn or be his assistant or something. Something some, weird. Some horny Vince shit. Yeah, exactly. But 
<laughs> that was basically it. Then Tory Wilson comes. Well, they also the ring. they also announced that they during oh that, yeah the U.S. title that they bring back the U.S. title. The yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. And then Tori Wilson comes to the ring after that. For, for some reason, she's the ring announcer for the next match. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So def- she- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I was really confused about where this was going when she comes out to the ring. So I'm thinking like, oh, are, is she still with Billy Kidman or something? Nope. Right. Come into the ring first. A-Train. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> A-Train. <laughs> so, man, Albert comes to the ring. <laughs> the classic shave your back chance. Yep. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> A-Train, man. What a guy. That man had fifteen <laughs> like 1,500 gimmicks in his time. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I, what was awesome was him and Tess back in the day. Yeah, TNA and Trish yeah. was the yep. uh, Trish Stratus was the, the man. Valet, yeah. Yep. Or Valet, right. But then uh next you they the commentary starts hyping up. And this man or it might have been Tori that says it. And this man making his return from injury. And I hear I'm an ass man. Dan Dan. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yes. You got the wrong Billy. And here comes Billy Gunn. Yeah, I did get the wrong Billy. It's not Kidman. It's Gunn. He, here he comes, going crazy. Crowd's going wild. Yeah, I guess he popped for sure for it. I guess he was coming back from injury or something. Yeah, rotator cuff surgery. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess he he just squashes a train. Squashes a train. Billy Gunn the getting was, the push. Right, right. Match was fine, but the crowd was definitely happy to see Billy. Yeah. Um, and then he fucking smacks Tori's ass at the end of it. Yeah. It doesn't really go anywhere. And then I they walk out together. Out there. <laughs> I don't know. It really didn't make any sense. Right. It really doesn't. But I'll take it's it. all right. We'll but take I'll it. take it. And then what next, what I thought was great. <laughs> Let me say something real quick. Okay. I miss, and I, I'm sure you can relate. I miss the smack of the night boot of the week type of set. Yeah. You know what I mean? They did they did something with uh whatever stereo that they were sponsoring at the time, some type of JBL stereo, yeah, yeah, yeah. JBL, but uh some type of big boom box thing yeah. that they're doing. But I love that because it always led into the next segment. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like time for the smack of the night and it would be something that happened last week leading into what the next segment was, which is what happened here. And go yeah. ahead, tell go ahead, tell them, tell them what it was. <laughs> it goes into a package about the feud between the FBI and wait for it, the Undertaker. <laughs> My God, you done it now? Yes, you gone and made a big mistake. <laughs> this man you made done. a big mistake by uh, making Undertaker wrestle Johnny Stamboli <laughs> from the full-blooded Italians, the FBI. Dude, this was so crazy. Johnny Stamboli, they had Nunzio out there. They had Chuck Palumbo and the wife beater. With a cigar, like a, a stubble cigar in his mouth. Like, it was so heck. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Johnny Stamboli just gets worked by the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. Undertaker. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to. What they. I don't, I don't know why they put was... Undertaker in this. He didn't deserve this. Not to say it was a terrible match. The match was fine. Uh, but it was a full blown like feud. What do you like better? You like uh, Limp Biscuit song, or you like the, uh, the the butt rock one? Dude, you done it now. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. I think I agree. 
This <laughs> I'm I so agree. mad he didn't come like he didn't use that in the boneyard match. Right, I was waiting exactly. for it. I was waiting for it. I'd pop huge. <laughs> but Taker wins, of course. Thank yeah. God. Match was okay. Uh, the crowd was, of course, uh, they were popping for Undertaker. How he took a not? hard chair shot at the end from oh, yeah, he did. Pretty hard. Did not put his hand up. He took it. Yeah, to he, he took it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess after the match, the FBI jumped him, and that was it. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. <laughs> after this, they. These next about half hour of this show is kind of rough. Yeah. They had Zach Gowan, the one-legged wonder. You all remember him, right? Dude, actually, Zach Gowan used to work AAW back in the day. Did he really? Yeah, he was tag team champions back in the day with, uh, oh, my God, who was it with? Crotch. Please tell me it was with somebody else with one leg, so (laughs) together they had two legs. (laughs) No, but that would be sick. (laughs) It was this dude Crotch? I don't know anything. I don't Crotch? Any, yeah, I don't remember okay. anything about him. But I just remember Crotch. I'm pretty sure he was tag champions for Crotch. I'm gonna look it up, and if we, if if I was right, I'm okay. tagging AAW in it. But wow. yeah, him and him and Crotch were tag team champions back then. I'm pretty sure. But but here wow. he was okay. working with Mr. America. Mr. America and Zach Gowan were like a team, I guess, or or Mr. America was his, his mentor, I guess. His mentor, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the person I want mentoring me, I'll tell you that much. Hell no, <laughs> Mr. America. And who is Mr. America for those that don't remember? Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I guess you something, dude. <laughs> they never they I I think the whole gimmick of this is that Vince McMahon is trying to prove that Mr. America's Hulk Hogan, but they're saying yeah, it's not when it kind of obviously it is yeah it's goofy it was kind of had the blue blade like uh, i don't even want to compare yeah. Oh, but it had the yeah. blazer kind of thing going on but yeah it was really bad but so basically this whole thing is leading up to a arm wrestling match between zach gowan and mr mcmahon arm wrestling huh yeah yeah so for some reason hogan or mr america takes his spot in the arm wrestling match and then he beats mcmahon so i i don't no 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 mr uh mr america doesn't beat mcmahon does he not i don't think no you're right you're right you're right because sable flashes him (laughs) that's that's right sable flashed him (laughs) that's what it was dude They had Sable going Sable crazy on this show. Sable with the run-in with their tits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, I, the, so he loses, so he has to leave. So Gotta leave it, the arena. So then Gowan is stuck in the arm wrestling match against Vince McMahon, who is looking juiced to the gills, by the way. Juice that man up. is looking crazy. <laughs> God. But yeah, they have the arm wrestling match, and Zach Gowan's about to win. <laughs> And then Vince kicks his leg out from under. Kicks the one leg out. Wow. And Vince is so happy about him winning. He's so stoked. He's just. Uh, Vince is also, I don't know if you caught this. He's also bleeding for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to mention that. Why was he bleeding? What the fuck was he bleeding? Nobody hit him. He had to gig up for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All I got to say about this whole segment is it's such good shit. Well, I gotta say is I'm gonna pee. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to after seeing this, yeah. 
uh, it was rough. <laughs> but what was after this was crazy. So, well, hold on, wait a minute. So, Zach Cowan was competing against McMahon arm wrestling match yeah. for a WWE contract. That was what. That's was what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Say, you know, Mr. America loses. He's got to leave the arena or whatever yeah. the fuck. Immediately after this trash ass segment, it shows Zach Gowan and Mr. America backstage, like consoling him. <laughs> it's very true. And then the Big Show walks by and he's like, "Hey, you, you know, Big Show said some shit to him." He's like, "You better quit or something like that." Yeah, yeah, like it's so. It's I just had to say it. I'm sorry. Go, yeah, ahead. go to the next segment, please. Let's get out of this. The next segment. The the theme hits and it sent chills down my spine. This next Ooh. segment was. <laughs> Chris Benoit and Rhino against the Bashams. Wow. It, it was a great match for, but I, honestly, I hated the Bashams back in the day because <laughs> they used to be with JBL, I think, right? Uh, the Bashams were? Yeah, I think they were part of his cabinet at one point, and I used to, oh. I don't, uh, I don't know if they, if the, if this was, might have been pre-cabinet. JBL. Oh, it was, it, it was pre, pre-cabinet, but I'm just saying, okay, like, okay. <laughs> later. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I hated them. Yeah, like, they they were good. I just hated them as a kid because they were always the heels. So I guess they right, did a good right. job. <laughs> they did their job. Yeah, there you go. But the match was Benoit and Rhino, who I guess were a tag team at the time, against the Bashams, and it was a fun match. It was pretty cool back and forth. And the match yeah. ends with uh, Rhino accidentally hitting Benoit. Yeah, and that caused the finish. It it was it's just I don't know. Watching Benoit matches now is crazy. It's so nuts, man. I mean, what can we say that hasn't already been said once again? But yeah, exactly. Both are. I mean, it's a great pairing, Benoit and Rhino. Yeah, you know, definitely. as we're we're talking 2003 here, folks. We're not talking 2020 yeah. about Chris Benoit. Yeah, we're just saying at this time, yeah, he was a good wrestler, and Rhino was a good wrestler. So it's a good pairing with the two, and the Bashams, uh, too. They're they're good wrestlers, like you said, they were great heels too. Definitely, but I guess. I think this match is the cause of them of Benoit and Rhino breaking up. It seems like, yeah, they have like a little segment in the back where Benoit's like, "Oh, you're supposed to have my back. Why are you hitting me?" and all this stuff. Right, classic wrestler not understanding that his teammate accidentally hit him. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, after (laughs) after that, yo, you think you're unstoppable? Word life. (laughs) This is basic thugonomics. <laughs> this was basic thugonomics, you know. John Cena comes out in the Cubs jersey. He comes out in the Cubs fit. Which <laughs> he was heel for me from then on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes out in the Cubs jersey. Just <laughs> I don't really understand. He's just cutting the classic John Cena word life. Yeah, this is thugonomics yeah, pre U.S. title. John Cena uh, had to been yeah, right. <laughs> and he. He starts cutting a promo on Funaki, who's already in the ring. Funaki. Dude, Funaki. For those in the back, yeah. Number one SmackDown ring announcer. <laughs> or whatever he used to say. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he just starts going in on Funaki. Yeah. And then Funaki starts singing, U-G-O-Y, you ain't got no alibi. But it, it's so funny, dude. Funaki yelled, singing that heavy dying. Right. This, this segment was so stupid, but it was funny. It was, it was, it's like stupid now looking back on it, but I can guarantee you both of us were probably dying. Oh, yeah, for sure. When we watched it as kids, for, for sure. For sure. 
but yeah, Cena just squashes Funaki in like yep. less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Funaki, man. Poor Funaki had to do the job. He's still out there with the. If right yeah. now, I'm pretty sure he still does commentary, right? Yes, yeah, so unless he made one of the, unless he made the cut, the, the cut. Oh, I hope not. They know? better not. They better not cut Funaki. That's a problem. Indeed. <laughs> and after this, they had the Kurt Angle segment with the world's greatest tag team. With yep. Charlie Haas and uh, I guess they were called Team Angle at the time before they mm-hmm. were called the World Greatest Tag Team, but uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, who man, thinking of look, like watching this segment made me think imagine like time machining uh, those two t- today and having them have a match with the Young Bucks. Oh, god, dude, That'd be great <laughs> man, they were so good, but or even um, what was that? It, it wasn't Team Angle, it was uh, American Alpha. American Alpha, yeah. Yep. Gable and that uh, great. Jason that Jordan. Oh, sure, that'd be yeah. so good. So but good. This is uh angle this is angle off of he's returning from neck surgery. Yep. Uh from Brock the Brock match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Brock hit the shooting star. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And he's full babyface at this point. They're yeah. chanting you suck and he's embracing it. And yeah, he's just over for sure. Yeah, definitely. Kurt Angle, still one of the greatest. Yeah. And, and then after that segment, well, <laughs> I love, dude. I wish they wouldn't have changed the theme. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, dude. I used to love anytime. Well, I would pop every time. It's a big show. <laughs> that this match, well, the match leading up. Or coming after this was him and Brock Lesnar, which we talked about last week as one of your favorite matches ever. Yes. And uh, I pointed out earlier that you saying that you thought you were at that show live yep. and you really weren't. You just imagined it as a kid. So that, in that same vein, when I was a kid and I seen this, and I talked about this last week, uh, yeah. about just the match. The match is fine. It's a good match. Yeah. But what sticks out is the ring post. We'll t- we'll get into it. The ring post snap at the end. Yeah. I was just so fucking blown away. Yeah, as a kid, I'd never seen that before, and it just totally took me by surprise. And obviously, most of the crowd and probably everyone else. Um, <laughs> years go by. I I kind of stopped watching wrestling at the end, towards the end of high school, and I just caught maybe on Facebook or something or MySpace at the time that. Mark Henry and the Big Show had done the same yeah. <laughs> angle, and it clicked that, of course, that wasn't real. Yeah, they gave it the probably, ring. But for t- probably 10 years, I thought it was real. I thought yep. two big bastards broke the fucking <laughs> ring post. It snapped, and the referee fell down, and Taz yeah. or Michael Cole said, holy shit. Into it the was Michael Taz, yep. <laughs> yeah, they had to censor it, yeah. What did you uh, think about the match? Dude, I thought it was sick. It was a bullfight, man. They were going crazy. They were yeah. laying it in. They used to Big Show back in the day used to be so stiff. <laughs> of course. And this is pre-shaved head Big Show, too. Oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not long hair giant Big Show. It's but like it's, the little, I don't even know what to call this haircut there. Just like a, yeah, yeah. It's just short on top. Yeah. You know, pre-shaved. So good, man. I, I thought this, this was so fun to watch. I haven't watched it in so long. And you know it's coming too, and that's the best exactly. part of the end. But uh, it's not a super long match, and it's not, like but it, that, it pays one, off, and it ends in no contest. There's yeah. no winner loser. It's, it's mean, not. How could they? They both right. shoot, died in the ring. Apparently, yep. 
they're dead the, the ring explodes and the crowd goes crazy yeah they went nuts people were jumping i lost my mind when i was a kid when i watched this live i called my buddy he didn't even say hello he just picked up the phone and i remember he was just like i know i'm watching i'm moving <laughs> we were marking out for sure so sick i love it this show was really fun honestly it was really well paced besides the vince whole segment yeah like, that was yeah that was really the only one that but you overall, you enjoyed the whole show, though. Yeah, definitely. I had a great time watching it. I, it's really fun going back and watching stuff like old stuff like this. I'm excited to see what we do moving forward from here. Yep. What do you think? Do you have any ideas for next week? Well, I mean, I kind of picked what I mean. You kind of hinted at it last week, as far as like let's do this episode talking about last week for this week as the yeah. SmackDown one. So it's up to you. I'd say it's your call. I, I think we go back and watch an old TNA episode. I'm down with that. I think I'll have to go back and look, but I think definitely everybody listening expects to hear some TNA talk next week. Hopefully we get to hear the uh the best theme song in TNA history. What's Jeff that? Jarrett though. Wee 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 Dude, his theme was sick. I don't know his his uh '90s theme where he came out where he was double, double J. J Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep. You know the rest. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm down with an old TNA because you're more you're well more well versed in TNA than I am. I, yeah, I I, I remember watching every old TNA. My dad used to buy the pay per views, and I remember. I probably I'm sure I still have the the tapes you used to VCR them and I would always watch them back again even after watching them live. He he had all the the uh, old TNA shows, so you yeah, definitely gotta watch yeah, one of those next week. Like I said, you pick it out, man. We'll, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. All right, Can't sounds wait. good. Well, speaking of something from the past, we also mm-hmm. have the match of the week for this week, which you chose, and it it ruled. <laughs> it was so good. This is from Heatwave '98 ECW. It's the whole. I mean, if you're gonna go back and watch this match, just watch the whole pay per view because yep, it all. I for sure did too. And let me know what you, I want to know what you think about it because I, I I picked the match, but I want to know what you thought about it. All right, well, it was Mr. Monday Night RVD and Sabu against uh, Jinsei Shinzaki and Hayabusa, and man, <laughs> this match rules from Fozzy outside with the whistle going crazy. Yep. <laughs> Dude, he's so irritating, but I love so it. So irritating. Joy Styles talks about it. He's just like, <laughs> I wish he'd swallow that whistle. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. But, like, the back and forth. They, they just did so much in this match, man. Yep. It was so good. Every time I – no matter how many times I've seen it, Sabu doing the chair to rope to over the barricade dive. So good. And it's amazing how many times he's – done it and it's not, been fine and he's yeah. not botched it i don't understand dude so much so athletic so athletic and but yeah then, it's god what a great match and then what else happened oh shinzaki was doing some nasty dragon screw leg whips like <laughs> he was cranking on them <laughs> and what else? what what are the spots that stand out from you from this match the i think overall the match I think it started out kind of slow and they're kind of getting their bearings. Feeling each other out. Exactly. And it was, it was paced a lot like a Japanese match. Yeah. And which I love. As do I. And they, 
uh, Jinsei Shinzaki and Hayabusa are like are coming from another company in Japan called FMW. Yep, they were the FMW. What, what were they? Brass Knuckles Brass tag champions? Knuckles champions, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So they're coming over from FMW, and I think they're just. This isn't their. I think this might be their first appearance in ECW. Maybe yeah, their second. Probably. But Jinsei Shinzaki used to be Hakushi in yep. WWF. WWF. And they kind of hinted that in the promo they do late, uh, earlier on in the show. Because RVD, <laughs> RVD at the keeps time, sneezing. He goes, Hakuchi. Yeah, he keeps sneezing. And, yep. and, Alf- and Fonzie's like, oh, bless, bless you. you. Yep. <laughs> but so RVD good. was so over. He was Dude, the top yes, guy in this match. There's 100%. so many signs in the crowd. Everywhere. Everywhere is the RVD, RVD 420 uh, signs. I, like, I spotted at least 20. Yes. So and I think. I don't know if this is, uh, it's usually talked about, but Hayabusa, his, his moonsaults are some of the best moonsaults that he, Dude, that's ever been amazing. done. And that's weird to say, cause it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a, a clothesline, not modern day now. Yeah. Uh, but he made a move now. Very majestic. So yep. to speak. Dude. Um, one of the spots that does stick out is RVD dropped a leg from the top rope to Shinsaki. Oh yeah, he sat on his head. I mean, there, he <laughs> yeah. took the full impact of his ass <laughs> yeah. right on his head. It was nasty. Looks I was rough. gonna mention that too. Yeah, there is so much of this match, but the and then fin- of course the oh, finish. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. The finish rules. They said, I can't remember. Is it two tables or just one table that they're both on? I believe it's two tables. But either way, tables. yeah, they're set up and RVD and say we go to opposite corners and they both jump off and do leg drops and oh my god. So good, so good. I'm like so the good. timing is just on point, Perfect. and yeah. they used it in like every ECW promo from oh, yeah, up. forever. Yeah, so the human good. highlight reel, yeah, literally. <laughs> Man, this match, I'm so glad you recommended this doing this match. I haven't I hadn't watched it in a while. That that show in general that had it's the Taz and uh Bam Bam Bigelow match where they go through yep. the stage, yep. <sighs> De- definitely go back and watch, back and watch Heat Wave '97. Yeah. It's on the Mike WWE awesome. Network, dude. Mike Awesome and Tanaka. Tanaka, that's a oh god. Oh my god, that three matches so together and just beat the shit out of each other, taking nasty dude, chair, chair shots. <laughs> it's rough. And Tanaka's still going crazy today, taking headshots with the chairs. Is he really? Yeah, he, I haven't uh, seen any of his recent stuff. He's still insane. He's still out here. So it's definitely respect here. to that guy. And RIP, Mike Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, right. And it's sad that he never had a, held the the world title in WCW or WWF because yeah. he was a great guy. He was he, he really was so got good. over in Japan and he really got over in ECW. He was the champ there for a yeah, long time. Definitely. But they turned him into that 70s dude. Yeah, right. And then he liked what was the other one? He liked fat chicks or something. That was his something gimmick. like that. Yeah, it was something, something weird. weird. Yeah, something weird. Go back and watch it. I'm not just making up the fat chick thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was a great match. Next week, uh, I'll have to go it's through. Your turn it. next week again for the match too. I got some ideas. I think we'll we'll talk about it after the show. We'll figure out what we're doing next week. But I think I got some good ideas. Okay, nice. It's more of a surprise when you do it that way. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Let them know ahead of time last week. So yeah, exactly. I dropped a little spoiler, or not a spoiler, a hint on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. That I put like the screenshot of the match on our Instagram for for this match yeah that we're talking about yeah yeah oh, okay yeah 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 yep but yeah the next week uh, i'll cook up something good for us to watch i'll find something 
Okay. I trust you. But that being said, that's all we got for this week. So if you're, uh, if you like what you're listening to, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, like us, do everything like that. Follow us on Twitter at a uh, go home pod. And on Instagram, we're at the go. Wait, no, backwards actually. On Instagram, we're go home pod. We're live, pal. <laughs> and on Twitter, we're at the go home pod. And uh, what's your social media for everybody? I got Instagrams at, at fat x tony. That's both Instagram and Twitter. That's not true. Oh no, no. Yeah, you're right. We're live, <laughs> pal. Hell. Yeah, fat x tony on Twitter. And I'm also on Instagram under a name that is too long and complicated to say. So go ahead. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> and I'm burning hammered at, on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But that's all we got for the week. So it's time to go home. But 